Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes, good morning. Welcome to the Mowers Club for another Saturday morning and it is optimal mowing weather. Mowers, if you're in bed, hand on it or off or whatever you're doing in bed, (laughs) get out, fire up the Toro, Shop early. That one of my coaches says, shop early. Shop early. How in a we like to, we, we footy win context the, can that be? Because you want to win the first quarter, boy. Shop early. <laughs> shop early. Shop early. Is, we're going to do a segment later on with ridiculous statements that I don't that think be should it. be part of it. That I could be started it. it at shop early. Four past nine. <laughs> shop early. Hey, Mowers, spe- get up. Special shout out to the St. George of the War of Dragons. We'll just notice on their social media. Oh. Yesterday, they did the wonderful gesture of getting their own mowers out and going to junior grounds and, you know, getting them ready, getting them primed. Is that a bit of a jungle in, out there. thing in league there where you have the, the grass mowed beautifully by the big ride-on Toro and then they get the hand mower out and they do the lines. Do the lines. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I, no, I think it looked like they were doing everything but the, the push mower. So, so mowers, wakey, wakey, <laughs> get out, shop early. Yes. Might even be a double cut in regards to now, get out there. Yeah. I was going to say something, but we could have been construed very poorly. They'd top off it. And then go back out after lunch and finish the mow off. Oh, like a, a two-session mow. Two-session mow. Because oh. we've been nil by mowing for a long time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Here it is, the first nil by <laughs> of the morning. No, I you got to get it done in one hit. I don't, There's it's no it's two such sessions. a beautiful day. Yeah. But you 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 want to get it done, then you can. No. Like you want more time to admire what you've done. No, you don't want to I, do I, it over two mow sessions. Mow admire, mow admire. Yeah, no. I Double just, mow. It's it's almost to the point in some places where it's it's a necessity to go whipper snipper. Whip it. Yep. Whipper snip mow. Then mow. Tell you what, I have been seeing a lot of people that have been out there mowing and braving the conditions to mow is. Another nil by, nil by catcher. Because no one wants to mow for a metre and a half. And then yeah, <laughs> everyone's lawn is so long. They're like, oh, I'm going to mow. Uh, oh, oh got to empty the catcher. Yeah. Gotta empty the catcher. Empty the catcher. And if you're mowing early, and because the, 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 the dew, dew is setting in yeah. overnight and everything like what that. What is dew? It's precipitation from the air that falls from the atmosphere yeah, overnight. It. And it, it can't be caught by clouds. So clear nights more chance of waking up with a bit of moisture on the the turf in the morning, which doubles the weight of the catcher. <laughs> Doesn't it? Oh, it's a workout. Absolutely. So what uh, we do here at the Mowers Club. Later on, we'll have our uh, lawn expert, Joe Rogers, from the Australian Lawn Solutions. We'll, as our uh, weekly guest this week in our time slot for 
mowing solutions. And it, we will ask him, so what's the best time? Is it is it an early cut when the dew's still on it? Or do we wait until it's burnt off and then hey. get out there? It's like you know, little tricks. What's like best that. for the lawn? I like that. Uh, Matty Ballin's going to join us. We've got uh, the West Tigers trailing to Brookvale this afternoon. Four Pines Park is a sellout. Nick Davis. Of course it is. What else do you do over there? Take on Manly Warringah Seagulls. Four Pines Park. The Bob Fulton stand is sold out, they say. Yeah, it's... It'll be a scene, and uh, Matty Ballin will join us because he's played for both clubs. He's our uh, legend today that we'll catch up with. He's up with the Brisbane Broncos at the moment. A uh, bit happening in rugby, Stan Sport commentator and former Wallaby, Morgan Tiranui, and part of the Mowers Club from time to time he's as well. Mowers. Morgs will join us a bit later on, and you've lined up a guest, Nick what? Davis. You've, Did I? You've done some work I've through the week. I've done some work for the show. You, you turned oh, your phone on oh, before oh, Thursday. Sponsors, I do all the, uh, Kieran Jack. Yeah, the uh, 2012 Sydney Swans Premiership reunion is this weekend. Is it? Why yep. have they done it this weekend? They're playing uh, Gold Coast. Well, Stewie Jew was an assistant, senior assistant, and it was just the best weekend to try and get everyone together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the yeah. So everyone could be hungover for Mother's well, Day. Yeah. Well, when I spoke to Kieran during the week, he's going, "Oh, you're not on that. How early are you on?" I said, "Oh, you can choose." So he took the after eleven time slot. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a catch up yesterday, was it? Yeah, I think some started Thursday. <laughs> Friday. And then the debate raged between 05 and 12. Who'd win? Mm. Do you, so you still have 05 reunions? Yeah, every week. <laughs> Mickey O'Loughlin's on a reunion every week at every catch. Like, Let's have a catch up for 05. Like, oh, it's just Thursday night, Mick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you've still got your WhatsApp group. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Uh, so Lord Tristan Millahan as well will join us, and um, we could oh, we could have the Lord on. Because, uh, it's the uh, Davis Millahan Cup in the Roosters Titans game. Roosters Titans, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, I asked. I made the phone call last night mm. to. I, I I I rang reception at Millahan Manor and got put through. Hi, <laughs> 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 right, it's Nick. Just uh, talk to Tristan um, to see who the. Uh, the girls were tipping in the footy tipping if they were sticking solid with the, the sponsored Titans or with Uncle Dickie's Roosters and uh, it was a resounding Roosters. Yeah. Even well, after getting beat by the Bulldogs. <laughs> pretty quiet, I'd imagine, that dressing room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> two, two kick tries. <laughs> I, I got the feeling, and you don't have to say anything because you, you obviously work with him, but I got the feeling that uh, Trent Robinson was, was disappointed dad Trent. Oh, yeah. Silent treatment, Trent. <laughs> it was like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to say much because I'm going to regret it later. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, well, <laughs> the Bulldogs franked that form last night by getting beaten by Canberra. <laughs> so work that out. Anyway, um, it's a health hazard. Tipping in Canberra Raiders games and Bulldogs games at the moment. The Raiders uh, at home. It's starting to get cold down there. Yeah, but they snapped a five-game losing streak and Ricky Stewart can wake up happy. Which For is, once. Uh, good. But you know, Jared Croker, in his return, unfortunately, went off late with a shoulder injury. So more He's playing well. Yes. He played very well. Uh, Paramount Reels wow. bounce back. Bounce back ability last night against the Penny Panthers. I, I did get the feeling, and in a particular investment that I had, I backed up that feeling that Penrith were vulnerable in this one for some reason. And just by virtue of all... The, the crap that Penrith Para went through um, through the week, yep. claims of nepotism and all those things, Good. that doesn't galvanise nothing. Well, they were horrid last week. 
For, like, it's a late yeah, nah. It's a retrospective yeah, nah. Why can't you save it for... No, because yeah, no, we want this week's yeah, no. I've got to eat, so yeah, go <laughs> But taking a game when it's yeah. starting to get cold in Sydney to Darwin and matching up against the team that lives in the tropics. Like the Roosters are doing today. Yeah, yeah no, no, yeah, no, yeah. There no. you go. It's an early one. I had to get that. Anyway, anyway, uh, last night in the folding. AFL. It's about folding. Are we not to- We've got some audio here courtesy of uh, oh, Wild World of Sports. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yep. The knock-on that I believe down here that the referees missed, <laughs> you can't let them go. Here it like is. This, here it is. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no. There's two, two touch judges, a referee and a bunker. No. We cannot be missing that in big games. I'll tell you what. It cannot happen. You can understand why Brad Arthur was fuming in the yeah. tunnels at halftime. Oh, kick out. knew it, it too. Happen. You can see the look on kick out's face. <laughs> going, no. <laughs> this is the NRL. Yeah, you tell me. better than that. He sounds like Ric Flair. <laughs> One of those promos in WWE. Woo! Woo! I thought I'd turned over to the Western Bulldogs Port Adelaide game to b- yes. borrow Cro- a phrase from you, cross-country fumbling. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Thankfully, it didn't affect the result. Well. But. Still. Yeah, but there's a right way and a wrong way to handle it. Like, don't go heavy at the refs, but. Was that too heavy from Jonathan? No way. Yeah. He said a referee, touch judges, and it's we've spoken about it a lot. Whenever games and codes come up with rule changes, and I love being on the side of football, mm. it's a simple game to referee, mate. Mm. Is it not? How many law changes or rule changes have there been in football in, in the, the last? Well, that's the thing. In the last five years... The idiots over at IFAB have changed about 200 interpretations. Exactly. Yeah. They've but, complicated but, life. Exactly. Stupidly. Yeah. It's complicated. But you've got referees looking for all these other little things and a simple knock-on. Yeah. Oh, geez, we forgot we were meant to rule on knock-ons. It's the same with your, uh, Exactly. No, I'm saying, yeah. Like, um, basketball, quite a simple game. But when they start making interpretations of rules – Referees and umpires and whatever start focusing on it, and they forget the basic fundamental rules of the game. Yeah. That there's always going to be this, that, and the other in, in all sports. And, oh, yeah, we missed that, or blah, blah, blah. But get your fundamental rules right. Knocking on is not allowed in the National Rugby League. Mm. Shocking. But well done to Parramatta. Well done. It was, um, it was a galvanizing victory for them. Mm. And Gibbo's written on the rundown, is there a better effort player in the game than Clint Gutherson? He's very good. He was very good. He does put in. Gibbo? If there was a second, Dylan Edwards wouldn't be too far behind. Mm. But Clint Gutherson's support play, try-saving tackles, he sort of he isn't in that top tier, what a lot of people say anyway. But, geez, what he gives to that Parramatta side, I think, is unmatched in terms of fullbacks for other teams. But, yeah, it was good to see, Para. I tipped it during the week anyway as well. Yeah. Um, so, the halves are good. good. Halves start, are good. Halves are good. Dylan Brown is, was the form player of the competition in the first few weeks. Form player of the competition. Overrated sayings. Write that down. Yeah. But yeah, he was so good. And I think the big thing for Para was they got their centers back. Yeah. Tommy Opacic 
was pretty mm. strong. Yep. Will Penasini as well, who's quite young, was really strong. And He's very good. So they were able to yeah. you know, shuffle around and, and, and play that, their first choice. Oh, and I think the, the drive boys came that. The the Jake Arthur to the centre thing, it wasn't because he thought Jake Arthur was a better five eight. It was well, Dylan Brown can help us in the centres until we get him get him back. So they got their they got their side back together and um was it twenty two home games in a row and yeah, well, they seven have... years and but there was a bit of a caveat on that, given the fact that they didn't play there for twelve months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they haven't been beaten here for ten years. Well, they haven't played there. <laughs> uh, AFL footy last night, two games. Port. Um, oh, I'll save that for what a later segment. What? Yeah, there were no. two games yeah, last no. night. Yeah, two games. Yeah, no. yeah, at no. the same time. <laughs> Hello, uh, Port. But there's there's. Crossover games on a Saturday, so why can't they be on a Friday night? Because it's stupid. Why would you? Why not? When the eyeballs are on. But they've obviously done it to give breaks that they need for the draw. Mm-hmm. Is that why they've done it? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, you know, just get on with life. Okay. What's the difference well, between two games out. happening on a Friday as opposed to two games happening at the same time? Well, I was on watching Saturday? our jack jumpers. Yes, we'll get to that. I was heavy on the remote last night. Get heavy to that. on the remote. Um, Frio absolutely gave it to North Melbourne. With and half a team out, COVID. Yeah, not bad. As opposed to the West Coast Eagles. Who have half a team out. <laughs> and they're copping it. And they do. <laughs> I did laugh the other day when it said, should, oh, it's it's unfortunate for West West Coast. They've lost all these players. Should they postpone the game? And then two hours later, it came out that some of their players last week were at a nightclub. <laughs> uh, how about no? Well, that would have been me. <laughs> I would have been How said, about no? <laughs> you crazy Dutch bastard. Well, they're not Dutch over there, but yeah, you know. They can be. <laughs> Van Diemen's land. Yeah. Um, Port, too good for Western Bulldogs, who had a few injuries. Yeah, turned it around, Port. Port of two in a row. The old two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row. Yes. Uh, no A-League last night, um, oh. but I'm going up to Central Coast, Newcastle tonight. Uh, is it the, is, that's the... F3 derby. Hearing a there was rumor. a bit of judo action in the last five minutes of the last time they yes, played. Yes, hopefully. I caught that. Bit of same. Yeah, I know. You must have got lost on the remote <laughs> there. Uh, I will say that MacArthur, um, who haven't made the finals, their mm. manager is leaving. Mm. There was a bit of a rumor going around that one Dwight York could be their new manager. And Boz is going to be Van Wilder. Social liaison. Party liaison. <laughs> I hope not, <laughs> for everyone's <laughs> sake. No, uh, so that's a rumour going around at the moment, but plenty of A-League football tonight. Plenty of football tonight. Ange Postacoglu, Celtic, uh, and you can listen to it on the SEN app. Um, we love, the, we love yeah. Celtic here at SEN. Celtic, they uh, they win or even draw tonight, and they win the Scottish Championship, and Ange Postacoglu is knighted, basically, in the eyes of Celtic fans. So. How long until Ange shifts to the... Two years. Two years? Yeah, he's got a... He's got a not to only the big dance. There's another one. <laughs> the big dance. There's another oh. one. Write that down. Lose it. Yeah, no, mate. Band. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably two years if he gets it right next season. Okay. Does okay because I'll go straight into the Champions League. Yeah, uh, group stage. Yeah, but yeah, the common thought is that he'll then transition into a mid-tier Premier League side yeah. if he wants to go there. He, he could go to Spain, Italy. Write your own ticket. The write way he's been going. Ticket. At Good the moment. You. So, uh, yeah, Rugby Union. Am I reading this right? I missed this last night. I was down at Cromer Park watching a bit of football. Gibbo but... makes no mistakes, so you're absolutely reading this right. Blue... Not on Saturday, boys. Not, Not on Saturday. Saturday. Blues oh, before 70, 12. Blues 71, Rebels 28. 
Yeah, well, what the hell? it was crazy because they the, played Rebels, basketball. the Rebels actually jumped out to a 14-0 lead. It was a bit like, you know, when you were playing in the backyard against your sister, she probably put you through the covers a few times and you said, okay. <laughs> right. I'm going yeah. to ramp this up, but she's not getting <laughs> any more yeah. runs. A bit of chin. <laughs> yeah, a bit of, get ready for the short stuff here. So, yeah, basically, that's what happened. Great anyway. analogy. Turn into Patrick Patterson. So, yeah, it was 14 0 up. 14 0 up after six minutes. The Blues end up, you know, putting on points deluxe, but the Rebels scored the last try, the first try. So, you know, if you can win, score the first and last try. If you had that in a multi right. happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy days. Mm. Uh, but Bowden Barrett, who's their number 10, he was rested. I can't wait to chat I can't wait to chat to Morgan Tiranui about this. Put that in the best player in the world also didn't play. and then sick. Yeah, this is a disappointing one. The Reds were sort of one of those teams who could have beaten a fair few of the Kiwi sides. They haven't done that at all. They lost Tong and Thor, who plays for the Wallabies. At one stage the Highlanders were playing with thirteen men. Maybe they should do it for the whole eighty minutes. Uh, so there's a crap stack, crap stack coming up here. The Reds have now only just won two games from their last 25 against the That's Kiwi sides. Yep. So look, unfortunately for the Reds, not going so well. Uh, they're looking for a top four spot, but they haven't beat a single Kiwi side. So make that what you will. Now, the incredible happened overnight. They got dusted. The Tasmanian Jack Jumpers on a Friday. If you're a regular listener here, you'll be all over the fact that every time we read out a Jack Jumpers score from Friday night here on a Saturday morning, it's Jack Jumpers win. Not last night, game one of the NBL grand final series. Sydney Kings too good. We did try and line up someone from the Jack Jumpers or the Sydney Kings, but they're, they're on a transit. plane right now. They're in transit. So we couldn't, uh, we won't be talking any NBL with people involved there. But um, yeah, the Kings, uh, good crowd out there. We can ring Sour. He would, would have been there. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> Uh, he was on the bench. He was on the bench, waving towers. But uh, injury, the MVP went down. Yeah, trouble for the uh, for the Kings in the Kingdom. The MVP went down with a uh, looked like a decent hamstring strain. So there'd be concerns with Bing. flights and all that sort of stuff in the the quick turnarounds for him to play tomorrow. Oh, game two, millions. Unless it was a cramp. If it was a hammy cramp, he'd be right. If it was a ping, yeah. For us, high Athletes know yeah. the difference, Adam, between yes. a hammy cramp and a ping. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have run fast enough to be able to tear a hammy. That was... <laughs> How uh, did you? He, mate, I did, oh, mate did I t- have I told you the, the story where I was playing, filled in for touch footy on a Monday and did my hammy while I was playing? And, yes. Yeah, I told you that story. And uh, then you... Kicked kick left foot for the whole week and then pretended to do it in the warm-up. <laughs> Ten years I played. Can you believe it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. Catch every game live of the biggest NBL season yet. Grand final series live on ESPN and streamed on KO right now. NBA. Oh, now it just started. Game, the beard. He's uh, got the ball in his hands for a change. James Harden. <laughs> He's got the Amazing. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Oh, he passed. He passed it to someone. Incredible. So Philly, Miami. Uh, Philly needs something to happen here in game three because yeah, they're 2-0 down. And James Harden tried to dribble and he lost the ball. Yeah, well, Joel Embiid is back for the uh, for the 76ers. But the Miami Heat, they're looking, they're looking pretty sharp. Um, yep. Jimmy Butler's doing all good things there. Kyle Lowry's playing well. Uh, the Heat look sharp. Yeah, they need to win this, uh, the Sixers, to have any chance. Um, and then the other game today, I believe, would be the Mavs and the Suns. The Suns look pretty good. 
It's going to be the finals. The finals of these are going to um, are going to be huge. Eastern Conference, Western Conference. And Chris Paul, by the way, has become a minority owner of the Indian Premier League side Rajasthan Royals, and he's learning how cricket is played. So that's interesting news as well. And speaking of cricket, uh, Ben Stokes went ballistic overnight. He um, what was it? Thirty four off and over. Yeah, thirty four. Baker, unfortunately, he missed out. He got to the last ball. And went hit a four, so unfortunately for Ben Stokes. But he's taken that English test captaincy and looking like he's going to be good. Uh, we will have some audio of that uh, later on. Amazing commentary of that moment. And uh, at the PGA Tour event, the Wells Fargo. Jason Day. Jason Day. Remember him? Remember that guy? Remember that PGA guy? PGA champion Jason Day. Well, he's leading. He's he three is. straight leader. Uh, after two rounds. Seven under, three under for Jason Day. Probably won a... The forgotten man of Australian golf. Um, and um, after the revelations as well about uh, the unauthorised biography, Phil Mickelson, through the week, um, on the on the scoreboard of life, where's uh, Phil Mickelson sitting right oh. now? Plus 10, plus 12? <laughs> He's going to miss the cut. Off to a quick break in the Mowers Club. Back in a moment. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, and it's all brought to you by Toro Mowers. Win big at toromowersclub.com.au. And, like, literally, you win big. Um, right now at toromowersclub.com.au, even if you have a Toro, you can still register for this magnificent competition they got going, Nicholas. You, you want to uh, level up <clears throat> your mowing experience with toro.com.au. So even if you have a Toro, I'm sure everyone everyone in the Miles Club has one, but you can enter, you can get a brand new, and you get the hat and T-shirt. You get the Richie Richardson. Keith Arthurton. Keith Arthurton and Richie Richardson. Same, same. Same, same. same, same. We need a Carl Hooper one as well. Carl Hooper. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can, if you don't have a Toro, get involved in this competition. If you do have a Toro, get involved in this competition because let's face it, I won't say it's like upgrading from economy to business because Toro, you're starting a business in the first place, like upgrading from business to, to flying first class. It. You're flying the plane. You're flying the plane. You're, you're doing flying what you it. Want. You're basically flying it and you don't have to, you, you get all the little, uh, the, the trolley cart. Yep. All the little bottles of grog and the chippies and everything. No you customs know. as well, I don't think. Nah, in, you slide straight through. Yeah. Diplomatic passports. Diplomatic passport. Your bag comes out first. Yeah. Uh, you get everything. Um, at, it, Great competition because you get the blower. Second prize is the blower. Yep. Hat and T-shirt and then hat and T-shirts. It's prizes for days here. Yeah. ToroMowersClub.com.au is the place to go there. Uh, just on the text line. Um, We've been inundated. Morning, Mowers. Greg from Gundagai here. I can't believe some of those Bulldogs players after last night's loss to an injury-riddled ridden Raiders side. Some of them are dead set not putting in. It is by no means the coach's fault. The coach is not missing tackles. The coach is not dropping the ball. The coach is not making pathetic decisions in attack and defence. I've been a Bulldogs member for over 20 years. It's about to be thrown in the bin. Well, it's been a short week for the Bulldogs fans. <laughs> last week you beat the Roosters and you're on the way to the finals. But, yeah, I get the frustration. You, I guess with Greg... He's seeing the same things. Seeing the same things over and over and over again. Anyway, um, here we go. Uh, just one about oh, rule changes. Morning, lads. That's why football is the best game in the world. <laughs> hey, JS. I was saying that. I said that. <laughs> Don't stuff around. It's with a simple game for simple people. <laughs> Don't stuff around with stupid rule changes and still the product gets better. Definitely. The week we've had in European football, I mean, you can't top that. With what happened to Real Madrid and Manchester City. And, fixed. Um, fixed. Fixed. It was fixed. <laughs> Have a little wager, did we? No. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, we've got one here about Celtic, but I'll vet that before I read it, so just in case. <laughs> just in case, because they're up and about, as to use an AFL footy term That's, in football. That goes in up and about. That Can goes you write in? that down there? Get, get around him as well. you got to get around him. Get around, up and about. Geez, we really showed him. up for the game. Well, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> cutting edge. That's your job. <laughs> would have made a pretty... <laughs> Crap experience if no one showed up. I thought turning up would be, yeah, we really turned up. Well, Is there a more deflating experience when you're playing community sport? Like you look forward to playing touch foot in a Monday night or, or soccer on a Saturday Arvo with your mates and you rock up and five minutes before the game, it's like, where are they? Oh, oh hang on. And then five minutes in after kickoff time. Oh, the, Lord, the Lord's team of... Uh, they might be here soon. The Lord's <laughs> indoor cricket team are the kings of... The no show. <laughs> they should be banned. From everything. I made a return to uh, social sport. Did you? We'll have that later on in the show. Matt Ballon's on the way after a bit of news. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to the Mowers Club. Now, of course, SEN's going to have live coverage of the game this afternoon at Four Pines Park. It's a sellout, Nick Davis. Beautiful Northern Beaches. Is a better place on earth. Well, is there anything else to do over there? <laughs> yeah. Not well, really. <laughs> you can go to Long Reef and play golf and all that sort of <laughs> exactly. stuff. Exactly. Lose balls off the cliff there up Mount Lorna Jane. And Yeah, anyway. Um, no, so the guys will be covering it on SEN this afternoon. And, of course, being the Mowers Club on the Saturday morning, we try to get a guest who has played for both clubs who are taking part in said contest at 3pm. And joining us right now on the line, he's more a Manly legend than the West Tigers legend because he won a premiership or two at uh, Manly, is Matt Ballon, who's now up in Brisbane with the, the Broncos on their coaching staff. But um, I'm sure he'll keep an eye on what's happening at Brookie this afternoon. Matty, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. Hey, boys. I'm, I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, it's a good game between the old um, Tigers and Manly. And I didn't play as much footy for, for the Tigers. I spent two years there and, and had a couple of injuries, but um, still it's a great club and um, there's always a good battle between the, the West Tigers and the Seagulls. Before we get into um, your, your former days playing at both clubs, um, at the moment you're with Brisbane and you're on the coaching staff and I dare say that everyone went home from Sydney on Thursday night pretty happy with uh, what played out in the, the return of Adam Reynolds. At the bunnies. Yeah, yeah. Rene had a had a great game against um, his old team, and and more importantly for the club, you know, was, we strung together three wins in a row, and uh, I think it's been 2019 was the last time that the club's done that. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a real credit to to Kevy Walters and John Carwright and Terry Madison, the other coaching staff, and the, and the whole club um, for working really hard and. You know, we we lost four in a row a little while back, and and the players and the staff and, and the whole club has really turned it around. So it was um yeah, it was a really really happy trip, and, and everyone was was pretty stoked coming back to Brizzy yesterday. Yeah, Matt Nick Davis here. Just in regards to the the turnaround for the Broncos before we get on to the, the today's game, is there anything that you can you know put your finger on? Has it just been oh let's boys let's you know focus on our defence for a few weeks, and they've been able to you know, I think you said before you know defend their try line really well and. Uh, and and bounce off the back of that. Yeah, not really, Nick. Like it's it's a, it's a, it's a tough one because we started the year really well. With, you know, we won two wins. I had two wins against the Bunnies and the Bulldogs. Um, and the Bulldogs are you know not the best team in the world, but they they, they make you they make you play some footy and make you work really hard for a win. Um, and then we went through that patch where we lost a few and probably just lost a bit of confidence. And and you know players were thinking, oh, it's going back to you know twenty twenty one and twenty twenty where they struggled. Um, I think it's more just around the belief in the players. You know, Kurt Capewell's come and added a real belief to the forwards, and Adam Reynolds in, in the in the in the halves is, 
you know, really galvanised, you know, young Tamari Martin, you know, playing there and, and, and uh, Tyson Gamble, and they've sort of just worked really hard on combination. So and that flows onto all the other players. Um, and I must say that um, Kevy Walters has been, been great in his belief in all the players and all his staff. Um, and, and, and probably even higher up, Benny Eichen's been really good helping out and, and just making sure everyone knows that, that they're well supported and, and, and we want to do really well. So um, it's probably been a whole club effort, which is great. It was funny on Thursday, Matty, you wouldn't have seen it, but Kevy came into the press conference after the game and usual coach speak, and I get it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a win. It's good. We're building. We're getting along the way. And he's not saying that yeah. all these players should be playing Origin. But he sits down and he's absolutely soaked in beer. Like, I don't know what the team song was like, but it was obviously a, a good atmosphere in there. And then he's come in and he's gone, oh, no, 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 it's just, a, yeah, just a bit of water and stuff like that. But it's, it's uh, it co- contradicted his, his, his look, contradicted what he was trying to convey as a mood. But um, must be pretty enjoyable yeah. after wins like that. Oh, it's fantastic. And Kev, Kev loves a win, you know, like any head coach does in this, in this game. And, and the players love to see him happy. And, uh, you know, Alfie Wanger, you know, gets in and, and, and runs that team song. And <laughs> there's water, there's Powerade, there's a bit of beer going everywhere all the time. So um, the, the club really does know how to enjoy a win. And um, that's that's a great thing. We, we need to keep celebrating that. But I'd say that the biggest thing I've noticed since we won the first two and then lost a few, then won the next, next three was... The way that we handled it, we sort of we we, we now we more expect to win. Uh, whereas at the start, you know, it wasn't a surprise, but we were just stoked to be be winning games. And now we're we're thinking that we've got a team and a club that that should win games and, and we should compete to be in these top eight. So that's a big change I've seen in the mentality of the the players and staff and, and everyone around the club. Yeah, Matt. Let's uh, talk about today's game, or more importantly, your your time at Manly. Two hundred and twenty uh, yeah. first grade games, and you played in three grand finals at Manly and with two premierships. Is a little bit disappointing now that they've built a brand new stadium there at Brookvale and you had to train <laughs> with Des ripping doors off and all that sort of stuff. And, <laughs> and now you look there and you go, "Oh, how good is this?" Yeah, they went from uh, Brookvale over where it was a bit of a bit of a cow paddock to, uh, to now beautiful centre of excellence and hate the high performance room and no, no, it's all good. It's great. I'm glad they've I'm glad they've done the upgrade and it Brookvale over and the people of the Northern Beaches deserved it. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't buy you success. You know, like we, the, the Manly Club kind of operated out of you know um, a car park for one stage in the early 2000s and then. Um, the training was out at the academy sport, which is you know still a great facility, but it's not state of the art, you know. And you know, it just shows you that hard work and 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 putting together a good team, um, you don't you don't win them through having big high performance centres. So um, it's good for the club, and, and today will be a great game. I'm I'm really really looking forward to watching it. Um, Matty, I love a Des story. I just love a Des Hasler yeah. story because what we see is not Des Hasler. It's it's not the true man. He puts on an act for the media. It's all BS. Yeah. But behind closed doors, he's on the level of the players. Have you got something that conveys that without getting you into too much trouble because you're actually playing against them next week? So, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, no, well, there's, there's a, we, had a, we had a really good time up at the, um, the hub last year. And um, yeah, funny with Desi, like I, he's just like an enigma. Like I don't know if he knows who he is. He's just like <laughs> this, this bloke who's just crazy. Um, you know, you know the, the one thing I do know about him is he loves his staff and he loves his players and he'll do anything for them. Um, but, but up in the hub last year, we were um, we had a lot of time on our hands, so we do our training, and then we just be hanging out and having a coffee. So we go to the team room, and um, 
I'd sit down with Des and have a coffee and he'd, he'd just like, mate, we'd just put, put a bit of rubbish on each other. We were pretty good at that. We'd been around each other for a long time. Um, and all of a sudden he's going, all right, I want to try this wrestle move. So he's, <laughs> it was the other, another um, high performance coach and, and me and him sitting there and he's got me pinned on the ground. <laughs> he's got his hands behind his back. He's going, oh, I bet you can't get up off the ground. So he, I'm flying flat on my back and he's he's got his hands behind his back so he's not going to use his hands. And then all of a sudden I, I hit bridge and get up and he grabs grabs my head with his hand and whacks it on the cement floor. <laughs> and I get out. I, I, get, I get out of it and end up putting him in a half Nelson and making him tap out. And, um, and that was just what, what the normal occasions were with with us up in the hub. We'd just be wrestling and carrying on, and and that's 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 the kind of Des Hasler that, that everyone knows and loves. He's just a, a bit of a weirdo, but um, yeah, a bit bit crazy old Desi. <laughs> Imagine that walking in, like being one of the players. Oh, I just want to catch, check something with the coaches. Yeah. What the hell are you blokes doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, the players loved it because they they knew that he was uh, like he'd be in there wrestling and he'd do all the stuff that they were doing. But he's you know he's I think he's sixty four, sixty five now, so mm. he's getting on. But um, yeah, it's a, he's just a he's a he's an enigma. He doesn't know exactly exactly who he is either. <laughs> Yeah, my coach had me pinned down one day, but he absolutely meant it. So, um, <laughs> he says, if you can get up, I'll let you play again. But, Matt, we need to go back 2008. You were, look, it's a prestigious award. It's oh, huge. It's not, in rugby league, it's probably yeah. not a hard award to win, but the sexiest man in league, <laughs> that's yeah. a, big, a big achievement. Well, that's what people always say. Like, 2008 must have been a great year for you. And I say, yeah, yeah, the, the highlight was the, uh, the sexiest man in the league when I won that in 2008. They just look at me and they think, oh, he's sure he's going to say the grand final. But uh, the sexiest man in the league. It's come up a few times up with the Broncos here too. They, they haven't really known me much about it, but they, they must do a bit of research and they, they get back into it. But, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was a fantastic year, boys. Like, I obviously won that award and then, then the club uh, won, the, won the comp. Um, later on, so then sent Beaver out a winner, which was fantastic for our for our club. Also, the Tigers, mate, a few ups and downs about this club, and and you were there for not as long as you're at Manly. What did you notice there, and and what do you notice about them now? Yeah, well, I, I was there when um, Jason Taylor was coach, and they had a lot of disruptions. You know, that was um, he got fired, and um, a new administration sort of was there, so. Uh, I thought the club was a was a really good up and coming club. Um, I think we finished ninth in 2016 when I was there, um, and we had a few dramas off the field with players and gambling and stuff. and And it was just a real unfortunate um, mix because they had a really good club, really good group of players, young group of players coming through. You know, they had Tedesco, Brooks, Moses, Aaron Woods, and they just didn't couldn't seem to keep them together. Um, but the, but the club, as a general, was a was a really good place to be. It was a really happy environment. Um, you know, the, the administration at that time we were doing a reasonable job, I thought, of keeping everyone together. And and then it just sort of the wheels fell off towards the end of the year. And, and um, in 2017, they, they changed the coach, and and um, Ivan Cleary came in, and then that, that sort of changed again after that. So if that club can put together a few solid years, you know, I think Maguire is now starting to show what they can do. They won that two in a row, and and been really competitive and got some decent players in their in their team. Who wins today? Obviously, again with the caveat that you're playing Manly next week, so you don't want to yeah, give yeah. Des any oh, fuel because you'll use it. Yeah, that's yeah. He loves he loves getting that, um, that backs against the wall for the old Manly team. Um, oh, I think I think Manly win today. Um, 
I just think that, you know, their the halves and, and, and Jake in the middle and then Tommy's obviously coming back. I think they're too classy. Um, uh, and West Tigers have been, been probably been playing a fantastic footy the last two weeks. I just don't know if they can they can do that for three in a row um, against a, a quality footy team. And Manly, Manly haven't been great and they will have some pressure on them to win. So there's no harder side to play when they've got their backs against the wall and the Manly Seagulls. Was... Were the Trebojevic's on on the radar when you were there towards the back end, or they were they were way too young then? It was like a, a few no, years Jake, off. Jake Jake debuted I think 2019, and I was playing then. I was in that game that he debuted, and he was just a young sort of you know, real hard working um, second mm. rower, front rower. Um, and then I played my 200th in um, uh, against Canberra, and Tommy actually debuted that game. And he scored two tries, and yeah. and everyone knew he was going to be a gun. Like he was killing it in the twenties, um, and then that game he scored two tries. And uh, Brett Stewart was still fullback then; he played on the wing. Mm. Um, but he but he just showed signs that he was going to be a superstar like he is now. Oh well, he's back today. Just don't get hurt, Tommy. Um, <laughs> it's all you think of when you watch Tom Trebojevic as a Manly fan. You just go, just don't get hurt, uh, Matty. Really yeah, appreciate your time, mate. Um, enjoy Brisbane. Good luck with Magic Round next week, and um, yeah, catch you again soon. No worries. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Adam. See you, boys. Thanks, Matt. Matt Ballin joining us on the Mowers Club. Back in a moment with plenty more. We've got some overrated sayings on the way. We'll explain more after the break. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, good to have your company. And a little segment here before the news, Nick Davis, on sayings that, and you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of sports commentators yelling out, unbelievable, when something happens. This is unbelievable. I'll just have it. Well, that's very believable. It just happened before your very eyes. I didn't know that. So what else you got? Common sayings that really you look at and you go... That have crept into the video. Why? Not only Are crept in, well established. Oh, I'm going to start. You go, you go. Mine is when someone being interviewed or says, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. To lie to your well, face. You, well, you're just going to sit here and lie to me. <laughs> to be honest. That's that's a little bit of a, like a kind padding, of... A, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking, thinking, so I'll just say something well, obviously. to get me to... Well, obviously, you know, <laughs> that's two. And again... Obviously, you know. Well, yeah. no, you're telling me, so I don't know. Craig Bellamy's a big... And again, but it's his first answer. Just, they're, he hasn't, just, yeah. they're just fillers. Yeah, they're just fillers. So I've got five here. We wrote more down. I've got what? five here. See if you agree with these ones, Nick. Okay. Selling like hotcakes. <laughs> Have you had a hotcake? Uh, they're good. There's a lot more things in life that sell more frequently than hotcakes. Depends where you are. Selling like hotcakes. Not in my house in the morning. Like it's not even the most popular item on the Saturday breakfast <laughs> menu. In Guy Mir on the Saturday morning, they sell, <laughs> as soon as Geordie wakes up, the hotcakes sell from QA McDonald's. On, on that base, should be selling like hash browns. No. Nah. Hotcakes. You'd sell more hotcakes than hash browns. Rubbish. No chance. Mm. If you got the CEO of McDonald's in your phone, give him a call. Not probably yet. Do. Not not yet. Yet. Best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> that before sliced bread became a thing in 1928, there was nothing better than that. Nah, what, what? You know what? And I reckon, that, but no, you're saying that, that since sliced bread, nothing good has ever happened. Both. 
both sides of it. Okay, well, I want you to head down to the local bread shop and just buy a loaf of bread and then make sandwiches at home for school and then you'll come back next day and go, oh, sliced bread, best thing ever. I will say this, though, as well. Mm. Bread was around, like, BC, was it not? They were handing it Did out. They not break, they didn't breaking break, bread. Breaking and bread. It Ask those them, guys. It took them nearly 2,000 years to work out. We can slice this. We thing can up. actually cut this. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> Put your ducks in a row. What? Like when you say, the saying, like when people are trying to organize themselves or whatever, hey, I've got to put my ducks in a row. Why would you want to do that? It's a weird saying. I've got one. Are you allowed to say? No, no, just wait. Oh, is <laughs> just, that on there? Just work out. Okay. Just work Can out in your that? own head if you're allowed to say it or not okay. before you actually say it. Well, Nick. I just said it. Push the envelope. We're really pushing the envelope. If you go outside, go over to stationery and push an envelope around. It's very hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... <laughs> Doesn't it mean push? you're pushing the envelope now? Yeah. You, you, you're starting to annoy me. What's annoying about pushing an envelope to someone? Go and do it. What, okay, is it, what does like it prove? Uh, keep going. This is good. Open a can of worms. Firstly, <laughs> if there was a can of worms. Firstly, how do they you get really the worms open a can in the of can? Worms here. Secondly, why would you want to open a can of worms? Like if you knew that worms were in a can, wouldn't you just leave them there? Because they're filthy things. Yeah. Unless you're fishing. Unless you're fishing. But open a can of worms. Doesn't make sense. I like that. There's no point. There's no point to these sayings. There's better uses of the English language. Is that it? That's the five. That's the five. Okay, there's five. Let's do five more next week. Yeah. 0457 736 736. Your stupid sayings. Stupid in the sense, stupid. I like the Hurting cats. (laughs) (laughs) It's like hurting cats. Who hurts cats? No one. You hurt sheep. He's going like shit off, a, that. shit off a shovel. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one you weren't sure yeah. was going to get through the sensor? Yeah, so I just, I just quickly added it in. Like shit off a shovel. It doesn't come off. <laughs> it's opposite. <laughs> He's going like shit off a shovel. It doesn't come off. It sticks on there. 0457-736-736. What are the sayings that to you just don't make sense? That to you go... What's the point of and that? these are annoying. The big dance. Yes. The big oh. dance. Uh, yeah. We were banned once. Up and about. Just were up and about. Yeah, that's very AFL. That's very. Oh, okay. Um, we were banned once on a television broadcast for saying the big one. <laughs> we weren't allowed. It was like <laughs> the big one. immediate sacking if you said, oh, we're looking forward to the big one later. Big one. You the got big... any others there? No. Oh. I'll, I'll think of more. I bet you will. We'll get through. We've got plenty of text to get through on exactly. the text line. We'll do that after the uh, the news. And Morgan, and there was one about the news. The newsreaders are um, the newsreader had a nice. It's computer generated. Siri. The newsreaders. Mm. Exactly. Never seen one. No, exactly. We're off to a break. We're going to have a chat to Morgan Tiranui after the break, and we've got plenty on the way. Joe Rogers, our man, to talk lawn care. Yeah, nah. Back in a moment with the second hour of the Mowers Club. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Slower version to see into uh, hour two once at me, my slower version. That's into my stupid sayings, you saying that. Really. <laughs> Jump around. Welcome back to the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers, our great sponsors. And don't forget to check out that great competition uh, where you can win a... St- Wife, 
of Toro products, yep. including a mower. And it's, you know, if you've already got a Toro, it means an upgrade. If you don't have a Toro, it means welcome to the Toro family. ToroMowersClub.com.au is the place to go and enter. Got to be in it to win it. That competition. Yeah. Text on the text line, Nick. Text on the text line. We've got plenty going on. We're talking about stupid sayings, and we've got plenty coming through on 0457 736 736. We'll give you something mm. uh, for a good one. But they're also speaking about uh, come back to social sport. Um, Peaks and Dave have signed up for social soccer this year too. You may have heard of the competition. It's called the A-League. <laughs> Love Matt. <laughs> Good one, Matt. So funny. <laughs> so original. Are you Matt? <laughs> no. Nope. You sh- do you know Matt? No. I'm not sure about that. Mm-mm. Not sure about that. It's like yeah. a man with no arms, no legs. But I will say that Matt continues to text in about the A League. Yeah, so it's means- funny. You know, you get all upset. No, it means deep you down he loves all, it. You get all upset. No, it's not. There's not one of those relationships. <laughs> Not a year two. Oh, social sport. Mm. Is it, don't tell you, my social sport made a comeback to basketball. Oh, yeah? Gearing up for the Kings celebrity game in 12 months, are Yeah, we? I'm getting ready after, yeah. after Curios went a bit serious. And like, I do oh, want to see that one-on-one. Got to get myself, I'm going to get myself serious here. It, um, a mate of mine texted me a few weeks ago. So, oh, mate, he brings me every year for to play AFL. I'm like, no, no chance. Mm. So, mate, we're short. We've only got three for basketball. I'm like, oh, I can't play. Yeah. A little bit self-bruising, 17 points. <laughs> oh, <so laughs> little bit. <laughs> Kivo's got the sign up. Bruising. Better, self-bruising, self-praise. And then, uh, then the next week, oh, mate, we're, we've only got three again, 14 points. And then uh, come back this week, goes, oh, we're short again. I said, oh, really, you're short again? Mm. He goes, oh, yeah. Turn up. There's six of them there. Not short. <laughs> Just what, 21 points. Oh, okay. You're with the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, Adam Peacock and James Harden. Joining us right now, we've got Morgan Tiranui to talk a bit of rugby union, uh, thanks to Stan Sport as well. Morgan's all over that. How are you, mate? Morning, gents. Not too bad. Exciting times. Actually, super rugby specific. It's not too depressing to talk about. Yes, I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice, Morgs, And that, um, yeah, that, that great occasion... Uh, Leichhardt Oval with the, the Tars' big win. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that the Rebels wanted to last night, but you can't win them all, can you? What on earth happened there? We talked about it in the first hour. It, it started well for the Rebels against the Blues and then turned a, a bad shade of you-know-what. Well, I'll tell you what. It was it, If you're a Rebels fan, it's, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? 14-0 up after a couple of minutes, you thought, <laughs> here we go. And it was like they poked the bear, woke up the Blues, and it got just got uglier and uglier. Actually, Drew Mitchell and I were sitting in the studio and, and genuinely said the same thing, like, watch the Blues go hard here. It almost made it worse. So, uh, look, the Blues are the reason why they've kicked at the top of the table. They just have quality and, and they've got a bit better work ethic and consistency now. So that's pretty much where the Rebels are at, unfortunately. And they're trying to sneak into eighth position uh, on the ladder with the top eight. That's going to really hurt them. That both for and against, lack of bonus points, and obviously the bad loss, they might start to lose touch with that opportunity. And Morgs, in, in other great news for the Blues going forward, Bowden Barrett didn't even play. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, look, it was a banana skin game, you thought, because the Crusaders rested Richie Moonga last week and the Tars got, got over the top of them, but then it didn't seem to matter for Bowden Barrett. Just take the week off, play some golf, do some training. Boys will get the job done for you, slide back in next week. 
Sounds like the life of Nick Davis. That does. That is <laughs> top. I'm surprised Nick Davis has enough time for radio the amount of golf he plays. <laughs> it's a very good point you raise, Morgan. Very good point. Uh, the, the other game last night, the Reds couldn't quite get it done either. Yeah, look, they were on a bit of a slide, the Reds. They actually played quite well, I thought, early against the Hurricanes a few weeks ago. Uh, and then last night, look, truthfully, no real excuses. Outplayed by the Hollanders. The only one is... Their big guns aren't there. Probably the, you know, Tony Alatupo is the most influential player for Australian teams in Super Rugby. James O'Connor, he really is their mature game controller. And Hunter Paisami is the way they get over the game line. So without those three key players, they're a shadow of their former selves, even though they still have, you know, six or seven wallabies in the team. And it actually gets harder. Harry Wilson had a bad head knock. You'd think he'd miss next week, even though they have an eight-day backup. They're going to slide. They'll make the top eight, but they'll slide down the ladder and they'll have to travel, I would have thought, first week of finals. If they get some of that cattle back later on, they're still a danger. But going away and winning in Super Rugby has always been hard. It doesn't get much easier for the Reds in the next few weeks. Uh, Morgs, the the Waratahs are in action. Uh, They're over in Auckland playing uh, Moana Pacifica back-to-back. Haven't been able to say that too many times for the Mighty Tars. Yeah, it certainly is a, a really different narrative around the Tars, I, they've done better than I thought they would this year and a, a, a big hat tip must go to Darren Coleman, his coaching staff and the way the players, just a year older perhaps hardened by the struggles of last year performed, obviously there's the big winner of the Crusaders from last week to talk about as a reference but they've just been better everywhere in every game at every part of their of the way they play their rugby this year, so look, they'll go in favourites, which is dangerous I suppose for a Warriors team uh, against Moana Pacifica at Mount Smart uh, and, and that's really a good test of where their maturity and mindset's at. Can they come back down off that emotional high of last week and perform in a game they're expected to win? Uh, for Wallabies fans, Australian rugby fans, Sakopi Kepu and Christian Lealafano for Moana Pacifica are familiar faces. So uh, that'll be a great matchup, Sakopi Kepu against his older team, his previous team, sorry. And I actually think they're a sneaky chance, Moana. This is a genuine you know, flip of the coin match, even though I would have thought the Tars would be everyone's sort of automatic pick. This one's definitely worth watching. Hey, Morgs, with um, Coleman at the, the Waratahs, the coach, because he knows the landscape so well in, you know, Shoot Shield, New South Wales rugby, is that part of the reason why the Tars look to be heading in the right direction? Or is it other reasons? Because that, that has been a bit of a criticism of the, the Super Rugby um, arena as opposed to club rugby, it feels like there's a bit of a disconnect. But is he helping bring that back together or it, it, it wasn't a problem in the first place? No, I think it's always been a bit of an issue because, you know, professional players, look, it's a natural way that professional sports gone is that you end up warehousing your players. They spend a lot of time training and in their own little bubbles, even pre-COVID, around performance. So you don't get to see them back with their you know, pathway clubs or development clubs that have helped them get there. I think Coleman in the future will be great for that disconnect because he understands the environment. Truthfully, we haven't even seen that influence yet. His influence this year has only really been on a team that he's inherited. Mm. His recruits, you know, he recruited Jamie Roberts. He's not a local junior. He's a 90-something test Welsh international. So I think the connection to club rugby actually will help them in the future as he starts to put his print imprint on the squad itself. This is an inherited squad. I think Probably the main thing for, for what you're saying is that he almost treats the Waratahs like a club team. He, he, he wants it to be that feel, so they feel like they're a family. They spend lots of time together. 
he's making sure they're having fun. He's celebrating the the attributes each player has. You know, he uh, you know, chat about like Dylan Peach sort of the great try in the in the the opening sort of minutes of that game against the Crusaders last week. And the boys talking about how he really pumped up Dylan and got his confidence going in the change room after the game. So he brings that club team tribal feel to a professional outfit. And I think that's been a bit of a difference. And also, you know, they've trained bloody hard. They've worked hard. He's put faith in some assistants that had some, you know, tough times the year before as well. So he's he's made it a, a harder working, more positive environment, and the players are showing up for him. Women's rugby, um, the the sevens team doing great things. Of obviously, of course they are, because Nick Davis is cashing a check from them. It's one of the forty three places that he's cashing a check from, and he's taking credit I, for their mate, sevens. Has he got a has he got a PA that does all his invoicing for no. him every month? It's not be hard to keep up. I know what he does have, and that's a bank account that came in <laughs> Ireland. Um, the Wallabies. Uh, sorry, the Wallaroos, um, we'll get to the Wallabies in a moment because a few games have been announced, but the Wallaroos finally back in action last night, Morgs, and they had a win against Fiji. Yeah, first game in almost a 1,000 days. First time they played a test match against Fiji, Fijiana team. And on all the tests that date back to 94, they've actually rarely won on home soil, the Wallaroos. This was a huge victory. Uh, people who have followed the Super W will know that the, the Fiji team from last night had most of the Fijiana Drua who won Super W. And the Wallaroos obviously have a core group of the Waratahs team who lost that final. So it was good for some of the individuals in that Wallaroos team to get a victory over those Fijiana players that have been their nemesis this year. You referenced the sevens and... I hesitate to give Nick a, a compliment, but the, the Aussie <laughs> Sevens women's team are the best rugby team in Australia. They are absolute guns. And the great thing about the win uh, over in Canada uh, this week was that they won the series, yes, but they also beat New Zealand in the final, which really validated the series win, New Zealand having been absent for most of that series. So, you know, it would have been a shame to win the series but then lose to New Zealand and, you know, the Kiwis, you know, they would have mentioned, oh, you know, it doesn't count if we weren't there. So it was great to do the double there. Um, you know, Shardy Williams and that team will probably drop into the Wallaroos as well as they play the most amount of test matches by far in a calendar year that they will have this year leading into a World Cup in New Zealand. So exciting time for the Wallaroos. They got a great victory. They play Japan again on Tuesday at Bond University up on the Gold Coast. So, uh, yes, there's sacrifice because obviously much, many of the women, you know, they're not professional in that, but at least they get an opportunity for consistent rugby to continue to improve, to put their best foot forward as the Australian team at the World Cup this year. And Morgan, the, the Wallabies fixtures are locked in this week. Um, what have we got to look forward to? Well, there's some pretty special ones. Obviously, the one that we've known about for a while is the three-test series in July against England. Eddie Jones brings England out. That will always be a travelling circus and fun to have the stories around that. Plus, it's actually a really good team for the Wallabies to play leading into a World Cup in 23 because it's the style of rugby they'll need to be successful against. First July 2, uh, Brisbane July 9, and Sydney July 16, a good three-test series. And yeah, this week announced a test match at Marvel, uh, in on, on a Thursday night, September 15. That's out of respect for your sport, Nick. We probably didn't want to go up against a prelim that might have had the Demons playing in front of 90,000 up the road. So uh, it's a good chance to have a... If you're a sporting fan, you could watch the Wallabies play on Thursday. You could go and play some golf on Friday. You can probably get a big final at the G and, and sneak probably a little... Maybe a, a trip to the track, or if we're lucky, there might be a Friday night at the Valley. You never know. It could be a great weekend. The other one is Adelaide Oval gets a test match. Uh, against South Africa 
uh, last weekend in August. So there's some exciting test matches for people right around Australia to watch the Wallabies. Tiranui Sports Tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, let's put our names to a tour, boys. We're going to have a bit of fun, surely. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, speaking of the track, you got anything picked out today, uh, Morgs? I know you don't mind a, a glance at the form guide on a Saturday morning. Yeah, there's nothing good. You know, the, the dumbest thing is, I reckon a dollar fifty about Zaki's value. Whatever you got, it's winks. It's it just wins, doesn't it? It's the best dollar fifty I've ever seen. Not, uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll see you at about four o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> no, I just noticed no, that. You're right. Yeah, you are right. It's mm. take in, take out, surely. So, uh, with interest rates rising, the cash rate's getting better. It's better <laughs> cash rate than that, surely. I know that's a pretty boring tip, boys, but it just it, it's, it's dumb when you say the dollar fifty value. But surely, yeah, it just wins. On face value, it and wins. Yeah, yeah, and then when it loses, I just lose my number. Can you? Morgs, <laughs> <laughs> always good to ch- catch yeah, up, we'll mate. We'll be starting to try and get people for a sports tour later on in the year. <laughs> got to pay, well, pay, up front. Next time. <laughs> pay up front, pay up front, boy. Cash only. Uh, thanks, mate. Really appreciate your time. As always, we will catch up soon. Pleasure, boys. Have a great Saturday. Morgan Tiranui joining us thanks to uh, Stan Sport. You can catch all the Super Rugby action right there and all your rugby action full stop. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. On the way is Yenar. Firstly, though, we were talking before the 10 o'clock news, Nick Davis, here on the Mowers Club, thanks to Toro, uh, about sayings that you, you hear and you go... That doesn't seem right. Why? 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 Where did it come from? Why do we use it? And uh, Noble Shark, he agrees with you, Nick. I'll be honest with you. So does that mean you're normally not honest with me? There you go. He's the same logic. Um, surely one of the stupidest sayings is not here to <clears throat> spiders. Daniel from Adelaide. <laughs> it's a very good point you make, Daniel. I don't know how that came about, that saying. I don't want to know how that came about, that particular saying. Uh, Steve from Warwicknabeel. Where the hell does dead as a maggot come from? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a good one from John. I don't understand how the weather can be yeah. eight degrees and they say it feels like two degrees. Isn't it just two degrees? Does my head in. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. Um, mm. It feels like, well, it is. Two mm. degrees. I'm with you, John. Yeah. I'm with you there. Totally with him. Um, and... Uh, on a couple of fronts, we've got this one um, from the Oakley Magpie, Stupid Sayings, Dry as a d- Dingo's Donger. And um, from our man, Julian King, he doubles down on that. He says, Long time listener. Dead Dingo's Donger. Who has ever walked past a dead dingo, grabbed its manhood, and said, Gee, it's dry? It's a very good point he makes. I think it's just assuming. Assuming. Never assume. Exactly. I think we get Tristan, our sponsor that we can only. Mentioned after 11 o'clock to uh, <laughs> where he works to maybe contribute to the best point that someone makes on the text line. 0457 736 736. Sayings that you know and you hear and you soak in and you go, why? Give I want a couple from you before the show's done as well, if you've got any. Is that all right? Yeah, that's all right. I always got confused with nip it in the butt or nip it in the bud. 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 Yeah, why? Bud. Uh... I don't. You, it's yeah. a it's a uh, confusing one because you no, know how it's a gardening term, is it not? To nip it in, in nip the, it in the bud, you stop it from growing. The bud of the flower. Flower, 
nipping oh. in the bud. You stop it from growing. When you were talking about uh, like we're, overused, we would know this being mowers. Oh yes, exactly right. This is the mowers show. Okay, you were talking about overrated sayings or overused sayings, and I'm I was thinking from the realm of dating apps. A lot of people on there say they're well travelled or they love to travel, <laughs> and it's like, of course, everyone loves to travel. Mm. Is that not work? Does that work? Not everyone loves to travel. Everyone loves to travel. Not people who are scared of flying. Oh, they still like to travel. Like Ray Warren doesn't like flying, but he catches a train everywhere. He's a train enthusiast. Mm. Is that something? <laughs> is that something that people look for on the dating? Is it uh, someone who's well travelled? Well travelled is that? Well, oh, yeah. It depends. it depends. How high up on the scale of with I mean, oh, has a pulse low. and pretty low, yeah. like well travelled. <laughs> Who cares? Hey, I've been I've been to Blacktown as well. Not a serial killer. Has a pulse. Oh, you know, serial killer. Hmm. Uh, from a very happy Paramat on the text line, he's got a few sayings. End of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah, at the end of what the about, day. What about lunchtime? Does yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Well, speaking of which, we'll get to that in a moment. Unbelievable. Yeah, mentioned that before. This is a good one. Piece of cake. Yeah, piece of cake. What do you mean? Piece of cake. What, it's easy. I love cake. Have you made a cake? You know how hard it is to make a cake? That's a piece of cake. That piece of cake. No, it's not. It's difficult. Yummy too. Not a problem when it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's put not a problem in brackets when it is. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But one of them there, yeah, no. It's time for... Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Things that we think are good, but they're really not. Okay. Nick Davis, you Do you want to go few, first? Yeah, Do you want to get yours? I got one. You I got go, one. You can tee off first so and then... <laughs> driving in this morning. Thanks. And then you'll take that. Driving in this morning... Uh, buying a couple of cars, and I get people want a particular political persuasion to win. I get that. I totally <laughs> understand it. Why put a car sticker on your car saying, yes, vote for blah, blah, vote? Because after May 21, that person gets rolled. That's it, not a good sticker to have you on your you car. Take it off. They're hard to get off, car stickers. They're, they're one level down from tattoos. <laughs> they're not difficult. They're, they're difficult. It's not to something go. that you want on your car anyway. What if the other people just go, oh, I don't like old mate, and just douche, boosh, <laughs> straight up the rear. You'd think it would uh, impact your ability to, like, sneak in as well. Like, say if you're – yes. you know, Like, say you've got someone in there, you hate that person. Oh, you want to try and come in? How about no, <laughs> you crazy Dutch bastard? Exactly. I'll do that. There's a little SCG to get to the ground. <laughs> yes. When you turn into uh, Lang Road, uh. it go. It's a big queue, so I normally sneak up, sneak up. So I, I make sure this one's going to have the window down. Go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I didn't come in. Oh, <laughs> did they driving bruising? <laughs> driving bruising. <laughs> <laughs> Do they uh, people recognise you like in those instances? And come around, come to the game with me this afternoon. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no. oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. What's bruising yeah. in its best? <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> right, Remember yeah, me, no, uh, what do you got? Yeah, no, whoever was in charge of Adam Reynolds' contract last year at South Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Well, <laughs> yep. that's a big Finance one. department, South Sydney, Redfern Oval. No uh, people that don't like jumps racing. Anyone that caught the Warnable Carnival during the week, outstanding. 
mm-hmm. outstanding. And then speaking of Morgan Tiranui, uh, speaking to the Lord last night, we might have worked out that if you go Warner Bull Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Wagga Cup on Friday, <laughs> yeah, and then up to the Hollandale Stakes meeting at the Gold Coast on Saturday today, that could be a little... Uh, and then you go and book in for a liver transplant on the Monday? or well, And then it's recovery at Ford Manor. So that might be. So anyone that doesn't like jump, the jumps racing, yeah, I love jumps racing. Yeah, nah. This is one. This is a golfing one from a golf day the other day. He does prepare for the show, Gibber. I text it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it all happens during the week, and I forget. Okay, golf day. Instead yeah. of playing Ambrose golf day, right? Mm. You get there. And so Ambrose, by the way, for people who don't yeah. know, is four playing a group, and, and you it, take the best shot of each four. So it's the best fun. Shot. Yeah. So you just so swing. When you, so when you, you swing away, but yeah. you're standing on the tee, and you see the group in front of you, out of the four best shots, they're 150 metres <laughs> down in the left rough, okay? Yes. And like, okay, fair enough. But then they're waiting for the green to clear 250 metres away. So you're telling me that the four of you combined with a driver off a tee, off the tee box, hit it 150 metres into the rough. Mm. But then, miraculously, you are then going to play your best ever shot. <laughs> your best ever shot. 250. Oh, we better, oh, they're on the green. We better wait for the green to clear because I only... No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. No! No! Where was this? Hit the ball! When was this? And then chase it again, and then you got like four more shots before you get to this. It was at Concord. I feel like it happened through the week. (laughs) It did. (laughs) 50 metres into the left rub. Oh, just going to wait for the green to clear. Just wait, boy. Okay. Just let me hit it over the top of you. Once again, thanks for the invite. Anyways. Last year, no, and I thought you were going to steal it. No. <laughs> when, I, when I opened up with driving to work this morning, if yep. you call this work. People driving along, yeah. driving along the straight road, yeah. and they need to turn right. Oh. There's no need for the left veer before you turn right. Ah, the open up the angle yes. veer. Yes. This is not no need for racing lines here. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Monaco. You're not Lewis Hamilton. Drive straight. Get to the indicator, indicate and turn right. No Does, need for the left veer to the right <laughs> turn. Not necessary. Does it depend though on the nah. time of day? <laughs> yes. Because I do. I was doing exactly that. Well, and, uh, well, I mean, you know, you guys get in at about eight thirty. I was sitting here about. Oh, sorry. I'll hold this sign up at about five thirty, and by then, no one's on the road, so I'm. I can just be driving around like I'm Mark Scape going around Mount Maranama. Full racing lines. Yeah, full, yeah. Head down. I'm gone. <laughs> you got to get through all these decks. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so please press the button. People that turn the... Yeah. Nah. Just one more nomination. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Lewis Hamilton, Formula One, Miami Grand Prix on this weekend. Um, so they've, they've set up a track around Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play yes, and where they have the Miami Masters tennis event. Mm. It's like, it's epic. It looks fantastic. Have you been there? No. Ooh. One, sign down. one day. <laughs> but they've got a marina. Yes. At the, at the thing, at the event. It looks great. They've got boats in it, but they don't have water in it. They've made fake water. How do you make fake water? I don't know. But like, they put like the boats. Cellophane? Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> 
What, the, the orange cellophane for a fire and the blue cellophane yes. for water? Yeah. But they put actual real boats and people are going to sit on these boats like in Monaco and watch the Grand Prix and sink, sink champagne and get no. blind and all that. Do your own thing, maybe. But it's on fake water in Miami. When 500 metres away, there's the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Daniel Ricciardo as well. He'd be racing in that race. That was, yeah, no, that was a good addition. Uh, a couple more texts on the text line for, um, you know, sayings that kind of don't make sense. Just on rabs, what about that will do me? What does that really mean? That just means That'll do me. exasperation. That'll do me? That'll you give it up? Me. You don't want any more? They, uh, that's the best thing, and I don't want to see. I've seen enough. I've seen yeah. enough. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm with that. In Radio Land, Adam, you did one, I think, just then after we finished. Yeah, and uh, oh, that was a pretty good addition. So is that mm. sort of saying all the other additions not <laughs> so good? It's like when Joel always says this. He says, oh, a massive show coming up on the run home. Mm. What about all the other ones? Just say overused sayings. Oh, it's a pretty average show coming up. To be honest, we had a big night last night, so we're just going to be kicking to the corners and chasing. You could say we've got <laughs> we've got some more on the uh, the text line, but we'll do those later. Oh, from Boat, Boat Harbour, is that Shire Boat Harbour? I don't know. We'll look it up on uh, Google Maps. We've got the second half of the show, which will be well, just to go along those lines. We give you <laughs> completely underwhelming. The Mowers Club continues after this. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. These are text lines going nuts. Lighting up. These sayings. We'll have more of them in a moment. The Lord will stock up. Yes, exactly. The Lord will stock up. 200 for the best one, I reckon. Lord, unless they got rinsed last Saturday. (laughs) Well, everyone, the whole country's booked. Back Zaki this afternoon, yeah, so well. might be They're might be a hundred. We'll mm. talk about it later. Okay, cool. Hold that thought. Joe Rogers is joining us right now on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, and don't forget you can be part of this competition. Toro Mowers Club dot com dot au win some great prizes, including mower. Thanks to Toro Upgrade. If you've already got one, you get one. If you don't have one, Joe Rogers joins us right now. He's the commercial manager at Lawn Solutions. It's a family-run business, but uh, he's all over. He's mowing all over. his horticulture. He's gone down to Melbourne. I think he's an expo down there or something uh, this weekend, or maybe it's just a, a weekend on his mates with the on the PI Double Five. I'm not sure. Joe, good morning. How are you, mate? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. And I can confirm it was a full blown junket. Uh, no work involved, so it was good. How good? Oh, you, you've come back, or you, you you're going? I'm back. Oh, I'm you're back. back. I'm back. Excellent. I'm back. Junket. You sound good yeah. for a junket. Fresh, fresh. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel pretty good. We're going good. We're going good. Excellent. Um, mate, uh, I brought up early in the show, so I'd like to hit our guests each week with a, a bit of a conundrum or a, a question about mm. lawn maintenance. Mm. So at the moment, you wake up in the morning and there's a bit of moisture on the turf, especially on a clear day, clear night, a bit of dew falls on the ground. Um, there's a while before it kind of dries out, gets into the heat of the day. Would you advise to mow early? with that moisture still on the turf or just let it dry out a bit because you'll get your best outcome if you mow it on a bit of a dry surface? I'm always a fan of letting it dry out a little bit, particularly if you've just got a regular sort of rotary mower. Um, Wet clippings and that can get a bit sticky and a bit messy, so you are best just to wait. In saying that, if you've got a cylinder mower, uh, sometimes a bit of moisture on the leaf can actually be better. Um, You can get a better cut out of it. So, look, if you're, you know... 
a regular sort of mower, um, just a common rotary mower. Let it dry out a little bit. Um, it's just a bit neater. Uh, you'll get a better cut. But if it's a cylinder mower, a little bit of moisture can be good. So get out there nice and early while the juice is still on the leaf. Well, that means, Nick, that bylaws won't be broken in with that process after 8 o'clock, of course. After it's, 8 o'clock, yeah. you must mow. Uh, no <laughs> striking up the mast part of our, our bylaws. My other one is, at the moment, because lawns are so long, uh, Joe, lawns are so long, mm-hmm. the people are mowing a lot without the catcher because they don't want to push the mower for a metre and a half and then the catcher be full and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. have to keep emptying how long can this can this go on for? Is, is it good for the lawn long term to just have all the clippings just laying there? Will that you know, aeration of the soil no, and all that sort of stuff? It's actually it's actually a bit troublesome at the moment because we're coming into winter. Uh, so look, if, if we're in October or November now, leaving clipping on the lawn is fine. Uh, you can cut it and just keep going, and the grass will keep growing. But now, if you leave clipping on the lawn, it can actually, obviously the grass isn't getting sunlight because it's covered in clipping. So it can actually discolour and hurt the lawn a bit. And now that we're coming into winter, you're not going to get that recovery uh, that you need. So if you damage your lawn now, uh, it's generally not going to come back between now and sort of September or October, uh, depending exactly where you are. So I'd encourage everyone, I know it's a pain, uh, Mm. but try and catch your clippings this time of year. I know they're above, you know, they're shin heights on lawns out there, but... If you can, even if you mow without a catcher and then come back the next day and just run over the top with the catcher on, it can be a little bit easier doing it that way sometimes. But, yeah, you're just not going to get the recovery. So if you do damage your lawn uh, at this time, you're going to be looking at a sad lawn for a couple of months. Mm. But Joe, Adam had a theory before, and this could be mm. another theory as well. If you hit it mm. with the long lawn, we hit it with the whippersnipper first. Mm. Take a little bit of the height out of it. Trim it down. Trim it down and then go over it and then you may be able to pick up those clippings uh, as you go. Clip then wax. Clip yeah. then wax. <laughs> wax on, wax off. Right, yeah. <laughs> Same sort of principle if you want to mow without the catcher and then come back again with the catcher. Yeah, whippersnipper's fine. If it's really long and out of control, whip it down and then, yep, bring the mower back over it and it'll be a lot easier. Because mm. uh, you don't have to push the mower through the thick stuff, so you're onto something there. That'll work fine. It's probably safer because there could be tennis balls, cricket balls, small children, snakes <laughs> hiding in your lawn at the moment. Anacondas. <laughs> you, you don't want to run over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely safer, particularly if you've got uh, small children hiding in your lawn. I think it could be a good option. Hey, Joe, you were quoted in a recent uh, Sydney Morning Herald article about the, the the race to make your lawn look best in your street. Is this a byproduct of the pandemic and everyone was stuck at home. So they thought, you know what? I'm going to make my yard look like a billiard table. Is that really happening um, around the around suburbia at the moment? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it's now so more than ever. Um, COVID, obviously, um, everyone's stuck at home. They're holidaying at home. They're spending money around their house. So instead of, instead of spending, you know, five grand on a family barley trip every year, they're, they're buying a new mower and they're really doing up their backyards and, we saw this massive resurgence. There's, there's so many social forums now. Uh, Australian Lawn Fanatics, which you may be familiar with, it's got like 85,000 members on it now on Facebook. And it's literally just people posting pictures of their lawns every day. And like anything in Australia, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses. So they see one good lawn in their street, the neighbour tries to do the same thing. And I know for a while there, it was a it was a six, seven, eight-month wait to buy a cylinder mower uh, during COVID, just purely because this increase in demand and it's driven by people being stuck at home with a lot of the time nothing better to do uh, so they get out there and strike their lawn and get it looking good mm. and then a bloke pokes his head over the fence and sees that and goes oh, i'll do the same thing so it sort of rolls on from there but no mate it's been massive uh, over the past two or three years it's great for the industry 
Joe, in regards to that, what's the best way to subtly ruin your neighbour's lawn if you <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you yes, want to win the competition? Sabotage is the word. Sabotage. Can you just stand in some pesticide and just walk across his lawn and leave some big footprints, or what's the best way to sabotage? A bit of glyphosate and water in a water bomb and love it over the fence. That'll do a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crater of mess in the middle of just pure <laughs> turf. So if oh. old mate next door, he loves his lawn, and once he gets out there too early, you go, righto, mate, this will stop you from mowing your lawn for a few months. Righto, champ. Glyphosate, water, water bomb, lob it over the fence, you'd be laughing. Oosh. Don't drop it on the way out there, though. <laughs> hey, um, with, I've noticed on my lawn, Joe, uh, a few weeds, a few winter weeds coming in. Is a, a good time mm-hmm. to chuck a bit of weed and feed on it, or is there another way that I should be approaching it? So weed and feed, we'll be a little bit careful with weed and feed, particularly if you've got a softleaf buffalo lawn like Sawalter. Mm-hmm. Um, weed and feed, actually, uh, the active ingredient isn't good for Sawalter lawns or any buffalo lawn. So you're best off using a specialist herbicide. Um, and then a, a separate fertiliser product, you'll get a much better result. But coming into winter is a good time to treat weeds because your lawn's slowing down in growth and some herbicides can have an effect on the growth of the lawn. But whilst it's slowing down in growth, the weeds aren't, so they'll still soak up the herbicide, but it won't damage your lawn. Just a tip uh, for the main winter weed, which is winter grass. don't know whether you're familiar with winter grass, but it started to germinate now and pop up in your lawn. It's a really hard weed to spray out, so... The best thing you can do for a weed like winter grass and other weeds is use what we call a pre-emergent herbicide, which basically you chuck it out before the weeds emerge. And when they do pop out of the ground, they hit this invisible layer of herbicide and they die before you can actually see them. So if you've got a winter grass product, look for a pre-emergent. Uh, the most popular one's called Oxifert um, and apply that, uh, you know, you should have applied it a couple of months ago, but you can still apply it now and then again in 12 weeks time and you won't have a weed in your lawn. Works really well. Just on the herbicide option, so w- which one should I mm-hmm. use for that? Uh, any any broadleaf herbicide. Uh, there's one called All Purpose Weed Control, yeah. uh, but there's a there's a bunch on the shelf that you can grab. Just make sure. Um, getting a little, don't get too techy here, but the active in it is called bromoxanol. You don't want to use weed and feed too much because it can damage certain types of lawn. Where if you just get a g- general purpose uh, broadleaf herbicide you'll be perfectly safe to use it on any grass variety. And don't do what I did about 15 years ago, which is just get a straight-out weed killer, which actually killed the lawn as well. That wasn't a any, good day. Anything that, says, anything that says glyphosate on the label, be very, very careful with, unless yeah. you're on a sabotage job. Like yeah, yeah, unless you go on the full water bomb job. <laughs> <laughs> unless you go on the water bomb. Uh, That's right. Nick the jealous neighbour, Davis, over that. here. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, big Dragons fan as well you are, Joe. We mentioned at the top of the show that um, some of the Dragons boys were out cutting uh, grass at local junior ground so that the kids could get a game this weekend with the, the, the jungle lawn happening and getting rid of that. So the Dragons doing their part in the community, but, um, yeah, looking okay as opposed to the start of the season for your mod. Yeah. Had a couple of, had a couple of good weeks. They sort of, they sort of bludgeon teams. Um, uh, they're not overly flashy, but they, they scrap, bring teams down into a bit of a dogfight and they find a way to beat them. So I'm actually, I'm actually seminally, op, seminally, semi-optimistic, uh, this weekend playing a team that scored 120 points in two weeks, but mm. we'll, um, we'll, we'll see how we go. It's good to see the boys out in the community anyway. It's great. Yep, cutting grass too. Shoes on though, boys. 
Oh yeah, they can't with no shoes on. Shoes. They had bare yeah, feet. Yeah, I saw there was a couple of comments about the uh, the uh, dodgy work boots, but anyway, we'll let that slide. They're doing it for they're doing it for a good cause. Let them go. Well, at least they didn't have a barbecue for them. <laughs> 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 Talking to people, the dragons though, they're actually retrospectively thinking that was the best thing that could have happened. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Got rid of a few weeds. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, got the old herbicide out, and away they went. But anyway, got the uh, water bomb out. They did a good job. Good yeah. luck against the storm this week, and you may need it. <laughs> you may need it, uh, Joe. I think we might, but again, semi-optimistic. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, good luck with Lawn Solutions, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll have you again soon for some uh, more lawn tips. Very instructional this morning. Thank you, mate. <laughs> no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Joe Rogers joining us on the Mowers Club. Off to a quick break. Back in a moment to uh, look ahead to the third hour where the Lord Tristan Merlihan will join us. Also, Kieran Jack on the 10-year reunion of the Swans winning a premiership. And look ahead to the footy this afternoon. Back soon. Visit torromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro Mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, sayings that don't make much sense. Uh, we had it early in the show, and they keep on coming on the text on 0457 736 736. <laughs> thick and fast. There's some funny ones. Some that we can't. No, some that we just cannot get past the senses, unfortunately. But you still la- might win the cash, though. <laughs> We're laughing about them at the break. <laughs> it's keeping us amused. Bobby from Boat Harbour. Strike me pink. Does it relate to... Like being shocked by something because that's back in the day when the old principal got the old the cane, cane out and just cane. goes, Pow! whack. Maybe, I'm not yeah. sure, but it is, a, it is an odd one. I agree with you, Bobby. Uh, what about In Like Flynn from Kevy07? Do some research, Kevy. In Like Flynn pertains to the fact that Errol Flynn. Pantsman. I think the number was around 10,000. Shots. A golf. Cuddles. That's a lot In like Flynn Uh, Rat up a drain pipe Please explain He's like a rat up a drain pipe They get out there quick They do They They, they disappear quick They do I understand that one There's some golfing ones Yes there are We can't say any though (laughs) (laughs) Can you say the the name of it And then people can try and work that Are we we doing that in the last hour? We are doing that segment no, the new one. The new segment. That's for next week. He's got a plan for oh, it. Oh, next week? Yeah, yeah. yeah Gibbo came up with a segment. It's a great idea. It is a great idea. We'll, we'll save it's, it for next it's, week. It's based around press like conferences. Fa- is it like you're yeah. fasting? Well, if Adam had answered his phone yesterday, then maybe we would have had it this week. Exactly. <clears throat> Adam didn't have a job and things to do. And... Oh. Man, I saw you doing your job at their Swans game last week. <laughs> yeah. There was, a lot of his... si- there was a lot of sitting down doing... I will Drinking say. Tequila. <laughs> Have you Drinking seen a song? tequila on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Working very hard, it looks like, Adam. Hey. Yeah, okay. I will say. Uh, socials don't lie. That I have not seen a man eat two sausage roll <laughs> as quick as one Nick Davis at oh. halftime last week. <laughs> he so did, he went I and did a little sponsors promotional situation SCN, on the other side of the ground. SEN and AFL Nation McCafe. Burn so some carbs I'm to get over get... there and replenish them straight away <laughs> when he got back to the press so box. From special comments, siren goes. We're going to get from goodness. the Barongal stand to the uh, to the O'Reilly, which is direct opposite, over to the SEN box to do the halftime mm. big screen. Yep. Trotted across, trotted back, got back. There wasn't a lot of food left. There was a few crumbs around your area. I had one pot. And then before going back on air for the third quarter, it's like a 
tree branch going into a wood chipper. <laughs> and you, it must have been hard stopping for all those photographs. Yeah, I got autographs and, autographs and photos on the way around. I go, oh, I was here in 2005. How, I'm like, like, how much time do you have to equate for the photos I got a stamp. I got a stamp. Oh, you got a stamp. Yeah, just a stamp. Just stamp it. <laughs> uh, good morning, gents. This is from Michael. This isn't a saying, but I hate the overuse of the word star in stories about sports people. If you play one game of NRL, you'd be called a star. James Tedesco is a star. Payne Haas is a star. Not everyone is a star. Yep, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Especially when they've been in trouble. You know, you, if you played a couple of games of first mm. grade, all of a sudden you're a Roosters star or yeah. NRL star. And, <laughs> and a former rugby league star. Former rugby league star. Like, mate, he played two games. He played two games with the Reggies. <laughs> yeah, with that's a good. It's point. a very that Mel- is a good point, Kibo. The, the word star as well is like it, it swept across AFL language in the mid two thousand. Oh, you star, Leo Barry, you star, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you star. Oh, just oh. calling people stupid. Saying proper, uh, I've said this proper horse. Oh, he's a proper horse. <laughs> Wait, so he's got four legs. An improper horse only got three legs and no tail. Yeah. What, what's a, well, oh, yeah, he's a it proper does, horse? Yeah. He's a proper horse. Ah, he's a proper horse, Ken. Um, just back to AFL, the the kid at Collingwood. What Jack. do we make of this? He he did really well. Yeah. Uh, in the, won the Anzac medal. game. Won, won the, the medal. medal. I think had a, five goals. Caught up with a couple of mates, had two or three beers, and got in strife for it. It's an overreaction, isn't it? It's an overreaction. Yeah? That's an overreaction. Uh, but you know what? If you don't want people to break rules, don't make don't them. Make them. Mm. If you don't want rules to be broken, don't make them. It's way too professional. Yeah. Brisbane Broncos, guys, they had the four X's out on Thursday night, singing the team song, drenching their coach with it. I'm not saying that you have to have a thousand, but you know, kind of relaxes things, makes you feel normal. Weird. We're off to our break. Tristan Merlihan's on the way. Kevin oh, Jackson. Oh, the, the Lord's hour. Hope Kiss is awake. Joel Kane's here, which is good. Thought he was rostered on last week, but he wasn't. He's back this week. Yeah, don't talk to me. I'll double invoice last <laughs> week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Back with our third hour on the Mowers Club. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back to our third hour of the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro. Win big at torromowersclub.com.au. There's great competition going on at the moment. Some prizes to be won right there, including Enter. the Toro Mowers Get involved, a blower as well. Uh, we've got Tristan Merlihan from topsport.com.au on the way, and uh, Joel's going to join us later. But for now, we're going to catch up with one of Nick's old teammates and a AFL Premiership player in 2012. And the Sydney Swans are enjoying their 10-year reunion today, celebrating that. Former Sydney Swans captain Kieran Jack joins us on the line. Kieran, we uh, organise this chat for the third hour, give you a bit more of a lead-in for it. How are things? Reunion weekends can be large. Yeah, no, no, thanks, gents. No, I'm, I'm okay. I've just I've touched base with a few teammates, and they're, uh, they're just getting out of bed. So we've, um, mm. we had a good night last night. Let's put it that way. I thought you were going to say they're just getting in bed. That would have been, <laughs> mate. There's a few that. there, and I it would be Shaw, definitely. <laughs> Alex Johnson, definitely. Yeah, Mumford, Dave, you're right. definitely. Sure, sure, not so much, right? Sure, he has. He's got a coach. He actually today, got a coach, but that hasn't stopped him coach. before. Didn't stop AJ um, once before too when he was coaching. Nah, if you remember that's, correctly. That's <laughs> <laughs> now a few that surprised actually last night. So, so Nick Smith, you know, shot out of the gates very quickly. I mean, he's just had twin girls, right? So probably the first time he's been out of the house the last six months. Um, he was in good form. Lewis Jetta was in great form. 
And actually, Mitch Morton, the the premiership hero on the day, he uh, he got out of Perth. It was the first time he's been out of Perth with, with the lockdown, so he was he mm. was well and truly ready to get stuck in. Yeah, which is awesome. A couple of people being able to get out of the People's Republic over there. And <laughs> People's Republic of Perth. They should have bought their boots over this side of the country. They might have got a run-up in Brisbane, <laughs> um, given West Coast uh, issues as well. What's the best thing about a reunion, Kieran? Um, I think, it, to be fair, like we, we caught up and you sort of not know, you don't really know what to expect, but it was it was as if we we just sort of got back together again. Like it was... Um, quite unique and strong friendships do that. So just to tell some old stories here about what each other's up to and just spend some sort of quality time together. It's one of the, the unique milestones, right, where you actually you get a chance to relive something again. Um, if you talk about things that happen in your life, it's generally you're, you're in the moment and then you move on, but this is certainly like that. But then 10 years later, you, you, you get everyone together from all over the country. There's, there's going to be a big day today at the Swans game. Um, staff are involved it's just uh we're really looking forward to it is um did did they help out in terms of the, the club putting the the card across the bar or are they paying nick davis too much they couldn't afford it <laughs> uh well you guys are paying nick davis too much i hear so <laughs> yes um, no one is. yes <laughs> no they, they they've, they've been very good the, the club so um I mean, the 05 boys had their reunion in 2015. I dare say we're probably not spending as much as as much as them, given <laughs> the COVID times that we're in and the restrictions and the like. So, yeah. um, but no, we, we we had a we had a good night last night, and, and they put on a full a full day of activities today. I'm actually about to walk through the new Royal Hall of Industries that's being built across the road, the new facility for the Swans and the AFLW team in the academy. So. Um, that'll be great to see where, how that's coming along as well. Yeah, we've got a statue out the front there somewhere probably. But, uh, kids, it's important. <laughs> Hopefully it's uh, a figurine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a statue. It's just a little KFC box sitting out the front. Just a guy sitting on a KFC box, just late for training. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my statue. <laughs> but, kids, when you talk about when you get back together with the old crew, there's like... And grand final day for everyone is such a, a massive blur. There's not a lot of things you, you remember. You sort of remember before the game and, and after the game. Is, was there any particular points in the game where you thought, oh, yeah, things are going okay or, geez, we're in trouble or you, you did kick an important goal late in the game? Yeah, that, you're right, mate. You just remember moments and, and um, it's, it's a bit of a blur, to be honest. Like, you, you, you try to relive it, but it, it's really hard. So... When the replays come on, um, I mean, for anyone who remembers the game, it was such a momentum-swinging, sort of seesawing game. And certainly that second quarter, we thought we were absolutely well on top. And we started the third quarter really strongly. But then that, that way from Hawthorne, and um, I'll never forget a goal that I think Isaac Smith scored in the late in the third, and they were in, they were in front, and the roar that went around the, the MCG. And there was, a, there was a sense that it was maybe it wasn't our, our time, but, um, you know, it's you know, the, the third quarter huddle and, you know, horses telling us to, to just to empty the tank and just run. And they're sort of little memories that you have and will stick with you. So, um, yeah, just bits and pieces, but most of it as a whole was a bit of a blur. What about the day? That that was a huge day. Um, go back to the start of your career. Before, <laughs> this is a great story. And the day that you, I don't know, it was the first time that you got to know Nick Davis or, you, you know, this big... 
big fish in the, the Sydney Swans pond has come down and played a Reggie's game down, and I think it was Wagga. Can, can, oh. can you take us through <laughs> this is great the well, impression oh, you formed of Nick Davis that day? It was 2006. You've gone down to Wagga, and what happened? Uh, yeah, we got some insights into the, the blood culture there from Dewey <laughs> Maxfield, oh, I think. Did, we? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Davos probably said a couple of things to a journalist that he, he I don't know, he may regret or he may not, but it, maybe it was... No, he certainly does. I've <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> spoken <laughs> to him and he does. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we, we actually went down to Wagga to play a game down there in the reserves and it was just horrendous conditions. And from memory, David, you didn't even turn up with boots. <laughs> How does that happen? Well, I didn't want to play. I'm walking the streets of Wagga on Saturday morning trying to find a sports store open to buy boots. God. Yeah, you went to like a local Amart sports yeah. and bought a, you know, a pair of budget brand yeah. boots. And, oh. you know, all, all the local papers were there taking photos of them. I think you would have got in a, you know, a bit of trouble with the sponsors that you had at that point too. Correct. Um, but anyway, purpose of the story, um, in the team meeting, we were getting ready and Stuart Maxfield, you know, renowned leader, sort of helped start the, the Bloods culture. He's fierce, right? He, 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 was, living in, he, he was, was living in Melbourne at the time, Maxie, because he, mm. he, he was living in Melbourne. He'd been injured. He was down there with his family and he drove like, from Melbourne to Wagga to coach this the game and he's come walking through the door, kiss it. <laughs> we were all sitting there. We were all sitting down on the floor and, then, and Stewie just walked in and started quite softly but then just proceeded to point and yell and shout and tore the absolute paint off the walls of this little change room at Nick Davis. <laughs> it was one of the best sprays I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> um, and like for all of us young people, like, okay, this is what the blood culture is all about. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> what was the what was the crux of the message he was trying to get over to Nick? <laughs> uh, oh, you selfish so and so. This is before the game. Before the game. <laughs> oh, before the Not game. after. <laughs> How did you we go didn't during? Have a game plan. We didn't have a game plan for that game. It was just okay. We'll. We've just heard Dave get sprayed. Well, you yell at Nick. Nick play. will have to get the ball now because he's got yelled at. <laughs> and how did you play, Nick? How was that going? Yeah. How did you play, Kieran? Oh, mate, I don't know. How did you play, Dave? You fine. okay? Yeah. But it, did, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. I could have kicked 15. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. It would not have mattered. <laughs> <laughs> have mattered. But did yeah. that – you remember the spray. You don't remember the game. So you remember uh, – did that make an imprint on your mind, Kieran, what it, uh, what it was going to take to have a, a long and successful career at a club like the Sydney Swans? Yeah, and I was just probably more mindful of what I said to journalists uh, from that point onward, I think. That was probably the lesson. Mm. Yes. See, there you go. Learn from others' mistakes. I try and people at the Swans have learned a lot from me. But, Kieran, yeah. for, for a, you know, a young fellow with your background growing up in Sydney, to be able to you know, win a, a Swans premiership, it obviously means a lot. Oh, mate, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I, I started playing, you know, really after the, on the back of the Swans in 96, right, when they lost to the Kangaroos and watching Paul Kelly and the like run around. And, and it was a dream to one day potentially get to that stage. And, you know, got to the Swans and saw the, saw the win in 05 and it sort of became a bit of a reality that, that that was actually possible at some point in time. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, great group of guys, really. We, we looked through that team and we were chatting about it last night. Like just a, a really even 
healthy balance of contributors that were a part of it. And you compare our team to that to that Hawthorne team, right? They were super talented, um, probably more so talented than what we were, but we we found a way to win on the day. So um, great to be able to re- relive that. And the Swans are a bit of a remarkable story. I mean, you, you look for sustained success in a salary cap competition and it's, and it's hard to get. And I'm talking sustained over 20 years. I think they've missed the final, the club, three times. Yeah, maybe once, maybe twice. Since 2002, yep. I think it was. And that, when you, like, I was looking at the team they played last week and they were too good for them, Brisbane Lions. Brisbane, mm. like, have really gone up and down since that period when 2002-2003 they won three premierships in a row. It's it's incredible. It, it's like they, they top up, they, but they bring young kids in, but they get up to speed really quick at the Swans. And not saying it doesn't happen at other clubs, but it happens very frequently at the Swans. Why, do you reckon? Yeah, it's it's um, hard to point a finger on just sort of one thing, right? I think it's um, I think they're clearly well run from the top down. Um, they've got a pretty clear philosophy of, of what works and what the style of footy you need to play to, to be successful and they they recruit well um, you know they, they, they train up their younger talent now with the academy and Davo being involved in that so that maybe maybe it's the coaching of Nick Davis as well who knows um, but yeah I, I think there's and you talk about points of difference with you know salary caps and equalization of the comp well things that you you can't point a finger on is the culture of a, of a place. And, you know, I think every player that comes through the club really relishes their time there. And whether it's one, two, three or 15 years, they, they get something out of it um, on the field, off the field. And I, John Longmore and the team are big on becoming better people. And if you're a better person, well, you're going to become a better footballer. So, um, yeah, it's a whole range of things. But I'm just, you, you talk to all the players, they're just so glad they got to the Sydney Swans Football Club to begin with. Yeah, and now the ones in the academy are very much being given a message by Nick Davis. Keep your mouth shut. Do as I say, <laughs> not as I did or said. That's yeah. pretty much why he's there, just do the opposite of what Nick did throughout his career. Costanza no, coaching manager. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's, you know, that's, pretty, that's pretty harsh. A little bit, but we'll play on it <laughs> <laughs> for as much yeah, as we can. Fine. As much as we can. Um, Kieran, Jack, enjoy the afternoon, Have mate. Have a good day, mate. Um, enjoy. And if you really want to see something entertaining, get up to the uh, press box at halftime and watch Nick Davis get through his uh, two sausage rolls in 13 <laughs> seconds. It's quite the scene. All right, gents. Thanks for your time. Or I'll see you out there. Cheers, mate. Kieran Jack, uh, former Swans captain, premiership player in 2012, joining us with the 10-year reunion happening this weekend from their premiership success. And, of course, the Swans take on the Gold Coast Suns this afternoon. And we are back with Joel Kane, host of Crunch Time, which is on the way after midday. Joel Ellie, how are you, mate? Hello, gentlemen. How, how are we doing on this fine Saturday? Good. Beautiful. Good, good day for mowing. Yeah. How's your lawn? Outstanding. Really? Outstanding. Yeah. Survived the rain. Has yeah. it always been a thing for you? You know what I loved? The, the, since COVID, I think, so usually the red bin or the, you know, would yeah. go out on the same day within hours of the green bin. Mm. But I don't know if you blokes are finding the same thing. The green bin has been set back. A day, sometimes maybe two, because mm. the council's under the pump, mm. um, which has been great because I I squeeze in the front lawn, I notice the green bin's yet to go. Mm. I thought, Hello, you get Vicar. another cut. I've got the second. Got another I've got cut. The back, the back lawn yep. in. Another cut. So yeah, good. that's important. And the green, the poor can the, the grass is six foot high. I know. <laughs> you see all these fields, and they just can't get to them. I I love the fact that sometimes our neighbour, that it's empty. The um, the rental next door, like once every six months, it's empty. It's a high mm. turnover down there. So for a month, 
I got use of two green bins. Two green bins. Oh, so yes. I go ballistic on everything like that. Yeah. So I got so the hedger out this week. Oh, yeah. Hedger. Yeah, that's a great feeling. Hey, sayings, Joel. We had it earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, I'm a big anti Unbelievable. Oh, yes. Because it's believable. That's you a just big saw one. It. Yeah. yeah uh, selling like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, best thing since sliced bread. Put your ducks in a row. Push the envelope. Open a can of worms. Yeah. Just sayings that are just said without thinking. And when you think about it, you Default go. Default ones. What do you say? Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. Have you got any that you, you particularly irk you? Ah, uh, gee. I hadn't thought about that. Um, On the spot. Yeah. Um, let me come back to you. Got some good ones here. Like the people asking for the same. The, the Unbelievable is a real default. Unbelievable. Yeah. Not really. No. Can you say amazing? I mean, you can say something. That was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Because it is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. But unbelievable. Incredible. But I'll tell you, word. unbelievable Incredible. should be saved for, which again, it's probably is what happened with Real Madrid and Man City. Uh, that w- well, that was unbelievable, really. No, they had no like- shots on goal in the first 90 minutes, mm. have to score three goals yeah. and somehow pluck it. But it's happened before. Yeah. So it is believable. Has it? it? Like even a comet hitting Earth, that's not unbelievable because it's happened well, before. They, should we just get rid of the whole word? I think so. Scrap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the dictionary. That, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable <laughs> yeah. that you're saying that. Well, they're consistently putting words in the dictionary, yeah, so yeah. I think a few have to come out. Yeah. It's like road rules. Yeah. If you bring a road rule in, take Don't one out. Don't mention road rules. I am tiptoeing through the tulips. Oh. Do you know what? I got there. You were the I got there. Good boy. Did you get off? No, I didn't get off. Oh. I got to the 12 months. You got 10 oh. in the bin. I got. It's a well, horrible feeling. I got the extra one charge. But, your... but I've sent it to court. Through the, oh, I'm still so going to fight so in court. So you went after. But then May 4 happened. May the 4th be with you. And I went back from... I've got no no demerit points. Joel, have you noticed in the show the the big <laughs> Kippo's impressed the big signs? He didn't think it was going to happen. The speed camera yes. signs that are going—they're massive. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sight screen. So you, <laughs> I, I'm checking this almost every day. Right? <laughs> so this is the, uh, the the New South Wales Services app. Did you, did, did you find yourself doing the same thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Correct weight. You don't have any vehicle related fines. <sighs> okay, we're one day closer. It's a shocking feeling, and it's so easy Wake to up. Up. It's like refreshing you to oh. have a care. Oh mate, I've not used oh. my cruise control more in my car oh, in right. my entire what, doing fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to, and yeah. that's what I reckon has got. I think I might continue it. I reckon there's a lot of people, um, and I reckon if you ask your listeners how many people are tiptoeing through the tulips with your points, because mm. I reckon so many people with those cameras coming out, oh. the five points, that put me on the back foot, put you on the back foot. Well, it was a 10-pointer. It was yeah. a double-pointer. Yeah. Bonanza for the RTA. I reckon there's a stack. I, I reckon there is historic levels of people who are on the bones of their backside. People with, driving slow. Dr- driving slow. A couple more. Uh, Andrew from Caringbar, just the word, behemoth. Oh, yeah. It's immoral today. Yeah. It's in it. It's in it. Morphville. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was tipped. Uh, so yesterday was the um, the Warren Cup. Yeah. And Numerian was a scratching. Annabelle Neesham. I've been tipped uh, Numerian in the Gosford Gold Cup. Uh, you're the same thing. Against your horse. <laughs> Great oh, house. Is your horse in the race? Not my horse. No, whatever the one he tips. I've stopped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wallace horse. Yeah, the, the, well, you got the favourite. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's oh, got no oh, doubt because he's tipped it. Around the grounds. Um, this is. I don't like doing this, but around the grounds, and I've I've just uh, been sent this. Uh, my daughter's on debut playing. Um, rugby league. Oh, and I've missed it. Rugby league. She scored with the first touch, and she's picked up a second. <sighs> Outstanding. That's um. Oh, is well that done, Darlin. 
That's is that bruising? Yeah, your own daughter. Actually, I'm going to give an A grade, which I'm going to mention on um, Monday. It, actually, it absolutely is, but I'm proud anyway. But um, what about this, right? This will be an A grade discussed on Monday. I'm down at the local footy fields watching the young bloke, and this dad comes up, right, and speaks to the manager mm. and basically says, oh, where do we put our disputes in for the score? I'm thinking, oh, they've been rolled or, and then it's come up the other way or vice versa. And they go, oh, what, what's happened? He said, oh, we won 36 nil, but the app's showing 32 nil. Oh, oh under 10s. Under 10s. Come on, mate. That guy. That, that guy. That's oh. a weak suspension, Gibbo. It's all about the points differential, though. You don't oh. know how it's going to be at the end of the year. He's at the over, and he's on top of yeah, yeah, the yeah, he's got the And I had this place there. Oh, I was on the overs, and yeah. you've robbed us four points. Have Come a, on, mate. Have a day off. Far 36 out. nil and under 10s to 32 nil. <laughs> I ran into Bo Ryan oh. down there, right? And he, and he said, this is a bit of bruising. Do you have a shirt on? That's a bruising. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a shirt on? Do you have a shirt on, Bowie? Yeah. But he said, oh, little Jesse's playing his first game, blah, 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 blah or second game. All the boys are down there. Well, no, well, Fifter this, well, and this, Benny he Ross. He said it's a stacked team. He uh, said Benny Ross has got uh, his young bloke there. Andrew Fafida. Fafida was down there. Uh, Ramey and I think there was all these dads. And he said, there's a little kid called Johnny. He said, uh, Johnny's the best player. <laughs> so, By a go. shock and sire. Yeah, there you go. Now, you're an innovator in the sport of touch football, yes. Joel Kane. Uh, there's a big championships going on right now. It's up. Yeah. Uh, it's on KO, actually, the uh, the NTLs. That's right. But, um, you, uh, you have a coaching method. So for those that aren't across touch football, when you – it's a very – high intensity sport. The lactic takes over pretty quickly yeah. because you're running and running quick, especially at a, the higher you go, the less break you get on, on the pitch. You can probably last for about two minutes before you've got to come off. But otherwise you, you, the you're yeah. gone. So you've got to make your subs frequently and there's a subs box. Yes. You can only make it on one side. So each team is on opposite sides of the field. If your subs box is on one side, the idea is that you want to, you know, make it easier to make subs get your full complement on. Yep. You get to the box. Yes. Your sets are get to the box. But Jack Gibson over here oh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't play that way. No. I've He's gone, innovating he in the opposite. sport. Yeah, so, they call box set well, and everyone thinks they're going right and they go left. So we, we won the state without doing a single box set, right? Now, I'm trying to sell this to the, uh, the club, right. right? So all the coaches are on a particular what? thread and yeah. I went full hardcore passive aggressive mode, right? <laughs> So, so I said, "R.I.P. the box set, right?" And there's with the trophy, with a photo of yeah, a trophy. That's a, not passive aggressive. Right. There's, there's, just... there's a coach at Balmain, and he does the same thing. And every time I see him, I said, "We're going to catch a stateside one day and go rogue." You know, like I love that he's just, and it's great football to watch these bloody box sets, mate. Seriously, if you're watching gamer, it is so freaking. So boring. that's the rugby league. If you put it in rugby league, it's basically just. Dummy half run, dummy half run. Like you can't do dummy half oh, runs. But you're head, no, but you're is, heading to the sideline. But in rugby league, it's basically just go one out, one out, one out, kick, bomb, team catch, and so that's boring. your play for the whole eighty minutes. Whole eighty minutes. But then when you watch, you got four kids and you're watching every team do the same thing. It's so boring. Anyway, so <laughs> full full blown <laughs> passive aggressive here yeah. on the coach's thread. I said. The establishment are too invested to the norm. You can't change the old school touchy types. Yes, I'm looking at half of you. Uh, yeah. Oh, you said that? Yeah. I've said, I've given up influencing the ones that won't budge. We'll keep getting the same results. The maths and data don't support the bloody box sets. Bang. Mike, drop. 
<laughs> and I can just feel there's some hate to go, ah, we love the box set. It, Next it, message. You know what? Joel has been removed from the group. <laughs> 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 Joel oh. And there's another group being everyone, formed up, you know the box set group. David, everyone, like, and I'll, you say, you get a coach on their own, you'll say, how bad are these box sets? They go, yeah, I agree. But we do it differently. And you watch them. No, you don't. No, you <laughs> do exactly what everyone else freaking does. Uh, so the innovator. Boring. Now, uh, you've got James Magnuson, and you've got an actual journalist on, as yeah, opposed yeah, to the yeah, usual yeah, case yeah. here at <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A so, real living, breathing journalist is so, coming so in So our here. show, when does it start? It starts in about... 15. Oh, that's heaps of time. Fletch mm. and I don't start preparation until about three minutes before kickoff. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there, and uh, we've both got the specs on, invested into our computers, and Adrian Prasenko, the great professional journalist, he's two metres to my left and he's into it and you can see all the stories he's researching. Meanwhile, I'm trying to hide my scream because <laughs> I'm trying to crack, crack the quaddy. Yeah, You're trying yeah. to put the quaddy on. <laughs> are you, uh, you going to do what you did a couple of weeks and lose your money for your punters club and not have a quaddy and then oh, have a personal yes. quaddy and then load up? Did yes. that? It happened to oh, him. Oh, you he went did that. Because you wanted yeah, – I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He, he got the quaddy, <laughs> but it wasn't in the punters oh, – don't worry, I said it on air. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky side bet. Yeah, oh, you sneaky. Oh, sorry, boys. Oh, no. That's a month's ban from the punters club. Oh, sorry. yeah. Boys, I've got a horse running today. Um – so a great mate of ours called Maddie King. He, he, we didn't go through any syndicators. We gave him a bit of dosh. He went up and got this horse. So Matthew King, we call the horse King's Trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who's riding it today? Rachel, Rachel. King. Uh, King. Rachel. So it's all the Kings racing today, King's Trust. First up, I Where can't be uh, Gosford. Okay. So I'm not tipping it to you, but I'm just letting you know it's running around. Uh, so do as <laughs> that, you please. That's a public service announcement. So <laughs> yeah. on Monday when you come in, you go, boy, that's oh, right. you didn't tell us. That's you, right. Uh, that's right. Have a good show, Joel. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I uh, look forward to that. And uh, uh, back to picking the quaddy. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Crunch time is on the way with Adrian Proshenko, also James Magnuson, and Joel Kane ahead of no later <laughs> on at Four Pines Park. Matty White, Brett Kamali, and then Anthony Seabold in commentary for Manly taking on the West Tigers. Back to wrap the show up. Visit toromowersclub.com.au to win a Toro mower and heaps more. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. What's on the uh, agenda this afternoon, Nicholas? I'm off to the SCG for of course you are. AFL Nation. You're on the ski double up in terms of invoices uh-huh. today. Yeah. Well done. Yep. And then uh, how far do they win, boy? Home for the Roosters. Uh it'll be competitive early. Uh, they played well last week, the Swans, and Brisbane just got a few things better. So um, look, I think they'll, I think they'll be able to win. Mm. Fair enough. Six goals. I'd say thirty points. Thirty okay. six points. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you? Uh, going to watch my son play down at Cromer and then go, going up to Gosford to watch the Mariners in Newcastle. We've got a good promotion tonight, the Mariners. It's bring a mate night. And <laughs> What are you going to do? Are you gonna try, are you going to try and pick someone up on the way? Well, I don't have any. So. I don't want to <laughs> go into the A-League anyway. Nil by mates. That could be hard. Bring a mate. Just don't tell them where you're going. <laughs> oh, you're a dick. Keep it a surprise for as long as you can turn up at the stadium. Just say that... <laughs> I should have made a double of it, actually, because Gosford and Joel Kane's horse is running right now. Um, Gosford race two. Don't worry, you son. Just head straight up there for the <laughs> yeah, cup. Exactly. Don't worry. Rach, you can take Noah down there. Uh, it's You'll all be fine. You'll understand. No, nah, doing that. And then, of course, Mother's Day tomorrow. So I oh, yeah. um, don't know what doing for just as long. The, the big thing is through the week is because the kids are old enough now to come home from school or go and get their own presents. So I don't have to yeah, go. Yeah, like yeah. When they're toddlers, you have to run around like yeah. an idiot and try and find their presents and uh, try and get Mother's yeah. Day presents. Not anymore. Without my mum, legend. 
I thought mm. I'd take them for Mother's Day. So no, no much. I said, oh, I'll come around for dinner. She goes, oh, yeah, no worries. I'll cook you dinner. I'm like, okay, thanks, Mum. <laughs> so she's cooking me dinner. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> what a legend. Thanks, Jude. <laughs> I'm trying to do, oh, no, nothing. No, I'll just come for, oh, I'll come around for dinner. Sweet, I'll cook dinner. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure how that's meant to work, but it's a win-win for me. Gibbo, what's on the agenda? Uh, I'm going to go watch Manly, local bowling club. I, oh, I'm I not going, going to four. There's, nah, there's no tickets left. We're four pints. Hey? Surely SEN and four pints. No tickets? Yeah, I'll just Nil by ticket. I'll, oh, that's four. Guys, look, we, <laughs> we started the show off really well. Two in the first seg, and oh. we sort of dropped our bundle, the nil by countdown. Nil so by. for all those nil playing boss. at home, four. But yeah, I'm going to probably that's watch Manly, watch Tommy Turbo carve up and enjoy my weekend. Fair enough. Uh, a winner of our 200 on the uh, sayings you just don't get text line that we had going throughout the show. I like the one about the, I don't understand how the weather can be eight okay. degrees and then say, it feels like two degrees. It so is what it's it two is. Degrees. It is what it is. It is what it is. That nearly made my list, actually. Uh, they don't know what they don't know. John on the text line. <laughs> John on the text line uh, 200 coming your way. Thanks to topsport.com.au. Your multi again, Nick, what was it? The uh, NBA? The Dallas Mavericks, who are down 6-3 at the moment. <laughs> uh, the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Fair enough. Philadelphia just had a win. Um, and by the way, I didn't mention it before. Rafael Nadal played Carlos Alcaraz in a uh, Miami quarterfinal mm. this morning. And Alcaraz beat him. Um, this kid is incredible. French Open ah, around yes. the corner. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he is. Is this worrying signs for Rafa? Not really. But it's good signs. You, you, we're world all, tennis? World tennis, especially the men's side, is like who takes our, takes over from these big three. Well, this kid is very much the real deal. You're the pump-up song, Nick. We what are, is it? And this is if Who Let the Dogs Out is played at Canterbury Bulldogs. <laughs> this song will be played in Hobart when the Jack Jumpers take on the Sydney Kings. So for the Jack Jumpers, bit of crisscross. See you next week.